True Believers to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations about space travel through the multiverse. This is episode 71, and today we are excited to talk to you, the listener, about phase three of the MCU with the classics, Mr. Doctor and Guardians of the Frickin' Galaxy Volume 2, except for we didn't say frickin'. Along with the very special I Am Groot Season 1, as it's now known on Disney+. Plus. Now, let's get on with the show. We are your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys. I am your host, Casey. Eva lives on, Franklin. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John, that's not news, Evans, and Eric, stop texting me. (laughs) We'd like to remind you that if it doesn't say Not Funny Guys, then there's a really good chance it's not us. It's really good. High chance there. So, on with that. Gentlemen, say hello. I just want to say it was a pretty active group thread today. Like it was a lot of no, it was a I, lot no, of text. I agree. It, it was. <laughs> Should have been on my end. Of it. <laughs> and some people who don't quite have a grasp on what is reality that's not online. <laughs> this is true. I would like to point out to anyone listening. This is only slightly related to this podcast, but if you're listening, Reddit is not a credible news source. I don't care what the stripper told you. Reddit is not a credible news source. Is it pronounced read it? <laughs> Sorry. We that's don't a, that's care. a really old bad joke. I've yes, at yes. Point. We don't know. We don't care. <laughs> I got the mustache on place for certain things. I'm sure one day this show will have its own subreddit, but who cares until we me. already have our own subreddit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know. Probably. Maybe everyone has their own subreddit. So how are you guys doing uh, this week? Someone, please, for the love of freaking God, tell me someone did something exciting and fun. I took my kids to their very first Comic-Con. Well, my two sons. We lasted all of three hours. Wow. Wow. Someone. It's been pretty uh, impressive. Someone... I was in like a four, four and a half year old and a seven year old. So that was pretty good. Wow. I, Sound uh... like a sitcom episode. A little bit, but we actually just spent most of our time with them ogling every this one place that was selling practically every minifig you could ever want. Um, we oh, spent nice. a lot of time there. Oh, that's right, because your kids, my love, elder, uh, my elders, both my well, all three of my kids, but my eldest son is very into Legos now. So, wow, wow, so he got he collected my himself very more. into Legos. He <laughs> didn't put them in his mouth, right? He Duplos. Well, he only gets Duplos, but we can't yeah. walk by a Lego store without yeah. him being like, Daddy, Lego store. And he runs in and goes straight to the back wall where they have all the pieces and he starts pulling them out and throwing them in other containers. So it's your child. Got it. <laughs> it's my child. I keep Everyone, trying. I, I, it's a little friend. So he's a Lego store. I do, I do legitimately go put it back. Put and I will make him does he? take every single yes, he does. All right. I don't know why he listens, but he listens for some reason right now. <laughs> something. All right. Well, John went to a Comic Con. Eric, what did you do? I got COVID. Uh oh, no. <laughs> did you you got you got the new COVID, right? You got the, the I new mean, variant? yeah, it, it doesn't taste quite as good as COVID classic. Uh <laughs> But <laughs> you know, you know, they actually describe it as it's pre-COVID COVID. Like it's a real thing. It's pre-COVID COVID. You basically get the symptoms of COVID and then you can start spreading it. 
And then you test, but you come out negative and you're like, oh, well, I don't have COVID. I'm all good. I just Mm. have the flu. And then all of a sudden your COVID symptoms ramp up to 11 and you're like, man, I feel awful. Let me just test one more time. And then you test and then you find out, oh shit, I had COVID this whole time. I think that's what my wife got. I think she got it. She thought it was a sinus infection. That's probably when she gave it to me. And then she thought she was getting better and then it went hyperdrive on her. Yep, that sounds like the new variant, which I don't remember what it's called, but um, I do know they refer to. Well, she got it. Whatever she got, she she definitely got it worse than me because she lost taste. Mm -hmm. I never lost taste. I just had like, I felt like I was like a lot of pressure. I felt kind of like coffee and congesty and I felt Mm -hmm. exhausted. That was what mine was for me. So, hey, Eric, this is your fourth time with COVID, right? Thank you for the the vaccines. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I. I am. Um, I watched some movies. Um, watched some TV. Um, nice. We had to put our second cat down. Um, that was very sad. And then I was depressed. And, and yeah, well, that that was my weekend. Yeah, you've had a. It's been a shitty August, folks. Casey Casey's had a pretty rough uh year rough week. Yeah, well, yeah, year in general. Year a uh, week too, but yeah, yeah. I did Seven though. <laughs> I will the the only positive thing that I can say this whole weekend. I was excited for the Disney Lorcana launch, which is basically a Magic the Gathering Disney game they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it launched uh, only like game stores were allowed to get it on the first day, which was on Friday, and then it, like became this whole thing. They had to go through a whole process to get it. The Weird. stores that I thought were going to get it here did not get any. Um, one store did get some, and I called them on Thursday, and they were like, <laughs> "We pre-ordered everything. It's like it's gone. You can't get anything." I was like, well, shit. Then um, big box stores, Target, Walmart, Amazon, all that stuff can sell it on the first. So I'm like, I'm going to wait till the first. So after everything happened on Saturday, I drove to um game store just to get out of the house. And I walked in and they had some packs they were selling. You could buy two packs. That's all they had. Um, so I bought two packs of Lorcana. So that was a plus. And nice. um, can't play the game. Sign enough cards. I have 24 cards, but they're beautiful looking cards. And so that was at least a small positive. I'm going to post my Lorcana pictures on uh, on my Blue Sky. So you can see it there. Yeah, I'm kind of Casey curious. Franklin, I, I'd like to, I'll have to look at that because it makes me think, like, isn't that just Kingdom Hearts, the card game, basically? Well, except for it's this is going to be actually Disney versus Kingdom Hearts was Disney and Square together. Mm. But kind of. But yeah, it, the cards look really good. So far, the reviews are really good for the game. So um, yeah, let's hope Disney doesn't bungle this one because they might. They could. They probably will. Let's be honest. They're not the best when it comes to like pre-orders and stuff. Sure. So that was um, that was that was my weekend. So I'm glad you guys had fun. I'm here's hoping um, next weekend will be better. I want to go see um, I might try to. I think there's a Regal by my house, and now I have like one of those those cheap pass things or whatever. Not yeah. like the unlimited yeah. movies, just like I get free points whenever I go see something. Uh-huh. I kind of want to go see Blue Beetle. See. Blue Beetle. I kind of want to take myself to go see Blue Beetle. Yeah, it's I hear fun. good things. It's- it's a fun time. I can um, I can definitely attest to that. Um, I'm gonna go do not next weekend on the first the week on the second. I think it's the second. Um, in Exeter, New Hampshire, is the Exeter UFO Festival, and I'm going. I'm going all in. And know what? Just pre-ordered um, tickets just went available, and for my area in Lynn, Massachusetts, Ancient Aliens Live. Oh, no, City. Right. Wait. Ancient, Ancient aliens, aliens like the, the the yeah the History Channel it's, guy it's big like, hair is gonna be there. Oh jeez, Eric, it's like Same when place. we went. It's like when we would see QAnon Anonymous. This is like the opposite of that. What he's doing, <laughs> he's going to the place the where they're place. gonna they're gonna sell him on that. 
You and on public. It's the same place we saw uh, Josh Gates. Um, so. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, same place. I'm not actually going to go, folks. Um, I do watch you the show as I, I go you to sleep. To. <laughs> well, it's also it's the same weekend as WrestleMania. So first uh, off, WrestleMania is going to win that. Yeah. But yeah. even if it wasn't, I probably honestly wouldn't go. Here's uh, a question. I just if if you did go, game. would you fall asleep since it's the show you fall asleep to? You think you just fall asleep actually, immediately? Not. In the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> maybe I should go. <laughs> Just man, this guy in like the third row is just gone. <laughs> we can't wake him up. <laughs> I, it, it puts me out so fast. <laughs> Glowing review for uh, Ancient Aliens. There <laughs> puts me out so fast. <laughs> Eric, if you come, if we don't do WrestleMania, if you come up, I'll do it. But you clock up fast. <laughs> I'll buy your ticket. Well, I don't think it was helpful that you brought a blanket and a pillow, but I mean, that's just me. <laughs> They're going to be like, could he stay awake? And you're going to be like, I saw him drink like five coffees before he, he walked in here. He and he's really still went out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want to do that now. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to other things. We'll Let never us, be able to um, afford closer seats there than WrestleMania. <laughs> people are never going to find out how much of this I cut. None oh, none. We're going to listen very specifically to this. You're not going to cut any. Of it. We can't. This is too good. All right, let's um let's <laughs> move over to some um some reader mail. We have reader mail, ladies reader and gentlemen. Mail. You too can write us if you would like it. Notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Just like Allison did. Hello, longtime listener Allison. Um, Allison says, just saw Blue Beetle in IMAX and it was incredible. Highly recommend. It was funny, heartwarming, and a great story. I love how it stands on its own, and I definitely want a yellow Gotham Law hoodie now. Two. The big reason I'm emailing, though, is the show <laughs> off this sweet poster I got for free. They were just sitting there on the giveaway table at the front of the theater. I got one for you too, Eric. Braggity, brag, brag, brag. Boom, Have boom. a great podcast. So, Eric, this is the poster that is waiting for you. It'll be in the background of the, these at some point. I'll, I'll, I'll get it and I'll, I'll hang it up. I always like nice. when um, when Casey writes an email using another person's name. <laughs> no, this is Allison. She's in my uh, she's in my. Yeah, tribute, this is a real one. This isn't me. Sure? This isn't me. Okay. And I this would, is a real one. They're never... all real ones. <laughs> I know. So say, Don't I ruin it do for me. Anyway, <laughs> break through that. Bubble it's there. in our email account. You can open up our email too, John, and look at it. Oh, now that uh, I see that there is a real person. Okay, I believe it. Jeez, Allison. Oh, but person. I would like to say since we're here, um. Eric, I God, think not this again. Mrs. Send has written wanting some. She, her husband's left some money for you. You mean you Mrs. Maria Edson? Oh, no. uh, this not even a year. This is this official Gmail is not even a year old, and we've should, already got I someone know. trying to scam us. <laughs> we got two trying to scam us. This is pretty I amazing. Tell Maria, there's some people in uh, in Brookline that would love to hear from her. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, I want to say thank you for writing it. It is always a joy to see your emails, um, every single one. I'm going to start right now. They're watching. Boom. I've started as a favorite. Um, so thank you very much. If you would like to write us, please write in at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com, just like Allison. We'd love to hear your 
your thoughts, comments, concerns, questions, qualms. Tell us about Flat Earth. Tell us about news. What is news? Don't tell me about Flat Earth. I don't want to know. What is life? What is life? Did you know birds aren't real? That's right. I did know that. Birds are not real. Same (laughs) for the conspiracy (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Not the right podcast. It's a conspiracy. I I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Uh, All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's um we got if two flies, movies to talk spies. about. <laughs> we got two movies and like 45 shorts to talk about. So let's just jump straight into it, shall we? Let's, let's start with Doctor Strange, the 2016 movie from Disney that is just under 2 hours. It is um a mix of comic storyline and original. I um Scott Derrickson directed it. John Saftis and Scott Derrickson wrote it. Michael Giacchino wrote the music, and it's so good. Cast, um, this is all new people. None of these we've really seen before, except for this Stan Lee guy. But we've got Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Um, Chil- uh, Chitil- oh, Eric, I can't. Thank you. I'm really bad with names, folks. I really am. As more do. Um, Rachel McAdams as Dr. Palmer. Benedict Wong as Wong. Mads Mikkelsen as um, Cassilius. Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. Stan Lee as Bus Passenger. And a Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Um, And it's got some really good uh, costumes. So, Eric, um, just so you know, um, Doctor Strange in 2006 was looking a little like this. Is this how you saw him in this movie? Is that how he uh is that, is was? that Hawkeye playing the Punisher? What is this? There's a little there's a little bit of Hawkeye going on that there. That there is a tiny there. bit of Hawkeye. Um, here's a here's another one of his uh his looks. That's from, more traditional. Around that mm-hmm. from that same time period, you know, carries around a giant axe as as one does. As, as one, one does. As one is strange to know. Uh-huh. Um, but a more of a classic Doctor Strange. Um, this is a classic Doctor Strange, and, um, and that's I have a Steve Ditko Doctor Strange right there, my friend. Yeah. Fitz has this book. We read it um, every now and then. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have to get this Golden Book of Doctor Strange, but that's another classic <laughs> book. Here's a really good one of um, Alex Ross doing Doctor Strange. I can get also you a, a, a Taylor Swift Golden Book if you want one. Oh, I would read it. I would read it every night. Um, so this is um, the Dormammu the in the room. Little black book. I'll pay for it. I'll split the. I'll split the <laughs> Eric, this is what Dormammu looks like right here. Actually, not far off if you look at the face. At least no, it's true. Yeah, if you look at just the face. Well, um, he, I assume he's huge in the comics, or at least in Japan. And he's uh, he's huge in Japan. Uh, any size though he can be, but this is another classic okay. Doctor Strange. So, some, so he could be like Ant Man size if he wanted to go fuck with Ant Man. Well, he's essentially a demon, so yes, yes, yeah. he could be. Um, he can do whatever he wants. And um, Cassilius, I don't think Cassilius is actually in the comics. Um, so I'm not even gonna waste my time. But Wong, me. we did look up Wong when we watched the other Doctor Strange movie, which um, I think that's John's favorite Marvel movie, if I nope. remember correctly. Nope. The 1970 Doctor Strange movie. It's about the music, if I remember. Oh, that's you. All the music. All (laughs) the music. Um, It's no bad. And then uh, Mordu. Let's just see. Where Mordu Mordu is actually. Mordu is real. Yeah, that's a real character in the comic books. He just happens to be in the comic books. He's white. He's white. Yeah, so. That's unfortunate. Yeah. 
it is unfortunate. But you know, hey, I prefer made, the M- I prefer the MCU you know? version of him already. I do too because you want to like him, which is one of the things I really like about the yeah. MCU. In the comics, you never feel sympathy. No, you never like him. He's just no. a dick. Yeah, all the time. Um, so there we go. Excuse me. Our villain of this movie is Cassilius, um, and a little bit of some slash uh, Dormammu, some Dormammu, and it's the yeah, is Cassilius so, like, in the, uh, in the for comics. Oh, you're gonna make me try to spell his name. I hate yeah. you. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think so. But let's let's actually. Well, this is the second time we've brought this up, so let's just do a quick check. I do, but I don't think he is. No, he is. Oh no. Oh well, yes, he actually is. He looks way different. <laughs> Way different. Um, I like what they did. He, like, he looks like, but does he still have the eyes? He looks like the shiny yeah. knight from well. DC Comics, but without all the accoutrements. Yeah, he yeah, still got the, like the eyes. So they did well on that, yeah. at least. Yeah, crazy yeah. eyes. And and the and his color scheme, if you notice, is orange and blue. Mm. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. All right. Good where they tried to Someone, see you and see you. <laughs> Someone tries to you know get it right. So they try. Basilius is oh, basically the the hobgoblin of of Doctor Strange. His <laughs> orange. And... Yeah, right, I guess you, you make a you make a yeah actually, and he's really just a secondary character to the real villain, mm-hmm. yeah. like hobgoblin. I, mean, I don't think Doctor Strange. I mean, this might be a hot take. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think Doctor Strange has the best villains. Not really, honestly, except for Dormammu. <laughs> But even Dormammu in the comics just feels. I know they played it up pretty. They played it up for the movie. He's a great supporting character for other things, but as his own anyway. You know the problem with Doctor Strange. I think Doctor Strange would be. You know who'd be a great slight writer slash artist for him. I want to see Mike Mignola. Hellboy. Um, definitely would think Think about what he would do with that character. Think about what he would do with that character. Like very much in it, like yeah. if they pushed him more towards an almost like Hellboy type narrative, I think that yeah. would really spike that comic well. Or what if what about um Willingham and um and him and Mignola? Yeah, that would be a good one. That would you be know he shouldn't put on there George R. Martin because you would never get an issue. Well, I know. I know. He has a slow writer. He has problems. He has a slow writer. He uses an old timey 1970s computer to type. Yeah, it's not even plugged up to the internet. I know, I know. It it's runs on true. DOS. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And it weighs 28 pounds to not carry it around. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't leave. All right, so let's talk about this movie. This movie starts <laughs> with a robbery. Um it's it's a, you know, it's a robbery, but it starts it sets the tone pretty quickly that like things are gonna get violent. It's a library quickly. theft. And things are going to get wacky pretty quickly. The library things are going to get wacky because as soon as they get that book out of that library or the page out of that library, to be exact, um, we start seeing all the magical effects. They run outside and things get weird. And I just want to say, right off the the mirror dimension, that was the thing you note there too. And that's before he has the weird eyes, right? It's before he does. This is the spell that because he doesn't get the weird eyes until halfway through the movie. Um, I want to say I love the magical effects in this movie. I love them so much. Like it is the perfect way to do it because in the comic books you always see like the spells, but you're like, how do you do that in the movie? Mm-hmm. The way they did it, it is so perfect. And mm-hmm. the the kaleidoscope of the city when they're in the mirror verse, I just love it. It makes me very happy. Gives it an it's unreal, one of my favorite an, an unrealness. Yes. 
it's like so you, good you've broken uh, the boundaries of time and space and you're you know you're in the fourth fifth sixth and seventh dimension all at the same time yeah oh it's so it's so good so fun um so <laughs> they go through and what we've decided i've discovered that um, they're doing is they stole a ritual from it because they mm-hmm. someone says some of the ritual uh, so central and then it goes into the um, we get the glass effect as john was mentioning which is a really cool concept um and then a really cool fight scene with this person in a hood mm-hmm. and i really i like oh it's so good oh god i love that fight scene so much um i just love the magic effects in this movie like i just can't get over they they look amazing they still look amazing after all these years really love it and um fight ends take the hood off and it's a bald person with shaved, or I should say, turns with shaved head, walking down the street, and we cut to Doctor Strange, um, Doctor Stephen Strange, being a little bit of an arrogant prick. Uh, a little bit, <laughs> not, his, not his mo at all. Yeah, not his mo. Uh, yeah, but even cool. Tony Stark I, I like would be the, like, "Come on, calm it down, douche." Yeah, we don't need your musical knowledge that you keep like throwing at us. Right, I know. Rubbing your face in it. Yeah, I mean, but he's arrogant, but he's. At least he's good. Like we, they establish in this, he is a good doctor. He is probably one of the best doctors. So and they at least arrogant. establish it. Whereas yeah. the previous movie, they didn't really establish that he's a good doctor. It's just oh. that he's an arrogant, sexist pig. Yeah, that all they established in the first movie. It was and he wants to be in the psych ward. Yeah, not even a surgeon. Come on, man. Psych ward. Let's send you to the psych ward. Uh, Oh, sorry. I was looking at my next note. I was like, "What's going on?" We get to it. I mean, it cuts through really quickly. We see his relationship with um, Doctor Palmer, but we also see it with the doctor. Who I can't think of the doctor's name now. Um, the male doctor. He's just a dick too. Doctor West. Uh, his name is it. Doctor West. Is that his name? Whatever it was, he's a dick to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. They, then we they get are to, to each other. Yeah, he goes. He's going to go off to this event, and um, ladies and gentlemen, this is why you should never review medical documents on your phone while driving. Don't yeah. text and yes. drive. Don't read and drive. Don't anything and drive. Just yeah, it drive, is Dr. West. especially when it's raining. It is, Dr. It's Doctor West. Doctor Nicomedes. Uh, Nicomedes West. Yeah. What when you're when you're there? driving on the road in the rain on a curvy road, please don't review medical documents. But he does, and it causes him to crash. And you know, lots of surgeries. Eleven hours of surgery. On his hands. What did they do to me? You were on the table for 11 hours. What did they do to me? They did all they could. so ungrateful for his life being saved. Did you notice that? It's like you just took everything from me. You're alive, you jerk. (laughs) Yeah. No one could have done better, Stephen. I could have. It's like, all right. Yeah, but you were were viewing documents while driving. And this man a red hat. (laughs) God. Uh, so his hands, um, as my note, his hands are fucked up. <laughs> my next note, this score is on fire. Yes. I love the musical score on this, this movie. Um, yeah, it's just him just trying to learn all this different, like trying to figure out what's going on. He won't accept. You actually get to see a lot of stages of grief in this with him, mm-hmm. like from denial. He gets to a little bit of acceptance at one point. Um, but yeah, man. He, then he gets that conversation with um, Dr. Palmer, and he is just a dick. Like, dick just moves, guarantees Steven. this guy can't keep a girl. Yeah. I don't know how Obvious. he keeps any friends with 
I know the, it's amazing he has even people. has friends. Yeah. But he definitely can't sustain a girlfriend with that kind of arrogance. Yeah. Then we um he after his fight with her, he he gets a um a folder from an orderly. So a little bit earlier, he had talked to an orderly. An orderly basically calls him out on being a dick. He's a physical it's like, therapy. hey, there was this guy who got injured and he could have to walk again. All that couldn't happen. Well, I'm going to find the file. I'm going to prove you wrong. Well, after he's a dick to Dr. Palmer, he sent, um, he gets the file to Steven and Steven looks at it. And this is the only time we get like a true date in the movie. Uh, the file has an x-ray in it and the x-ray on the bottom right hand corner it says december of 2014 and the orderly had said that the guy whose x-ray this is he saw him a couple of years later which would make this movie around 2016 maybe 2017 but i think it's closer to the 16 point um, at least at this point i mean obviously time's gonna travel along in this as he's learning because there's no way he learns it super fast um, but um, so it gives us a little bit of a reference point. So 2016. So this would be the latest in the MCU timeline at this point. And then he's off to the races. He goes, tracks down this guy and this guy um, like, weren't you like, weren't you a dick to me? Yes. Didn't I come to you to help and you wouldn't help me? It's like, oh, but my hands, I need my hands fixed. No. And yeah. So he also like, complained about, he didn't want, he called him out because he said it would have ruined your perfect record. Yeah. His little surgical record. So the guy uh, mentions Carmitage and he goes off to Carmitage or searching for Carmitage. He has to find it, which I do love when he goes to, um, is it Nepal that he's in? Yeah, he goes to Nepal. He actually yeah. was. And he's there. just like, Car- Carmitage? Carmitage? People pointing him different places. Carmitage? Yeah. I love how I was Carmitage? like, no, th- th- I heard oh, it's right. over there. <laughs> nope. Over that way. Nope. The other way. No, no, it's oh, oh, it's over here. Oh, I'm so sorry, Carmitage. Fortunately, someone overhears him, and then like tracks him. And when he's about to get his ass whooped, then this guy saves him, and we find out is Mordo. And he's gonna Mordo's gonna take him and uh, help him out. Let him meet the the ancient one, if you will. And I love again. It's another shot of his arrogance when he gets in there because he thinks oh, someone yeah. else is the ancient one. It's also it's also very much a if you wanted to say you could make an argument that's kind of misogynistic too. Yeah, arrogant, misogynistic, I, the works. Yeah, he's got all those uh, uh, quote unquote toxic masculine traits. Every single one of them he has. Yeah, no, pretty much. He uh, the ancient talks to the ancient one, and he's rude as can be, and it's one of my favorite bitch slaps in the world <laughs> when she just like. Bam. hits him like knocks his astral form out of him mm-hmm. and he comes like, like what did you do is this tea? like lsd yeah, what's in this tea no it's just tea drugged <laughs> i've been drugged and, and then a little he's, honey. honey and a little sure. honey and, and he's a douche so he's like you need to see out of your real eye and then just gives <laughs> him the acid trip from hell yes that's true <laughs> Um, but it's a fun thing it's this is another one where like the effects just take over and like it's this magical world to me like when all the the kaleidoscope effects and like the eyes and the eyes and like the the weird baby hands growing from his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cool. It uh, is. A cool, it is a, uh, one of the better moments of of MCU uh, FX takeovers, if you will. You know, there's there's some other moments where I feel like, eh, 
but like this one was really kind of cool and how it the whole movie in general how it played with effects like i feel like this is one of the first movies to really have to rely on its visual effects in terms of mm-hmm. not just like not just hulk as a plot device but like the whole movie has to really rely on this kind of extra plane that they have to visualize in a way they haven't had to do before well i don't yes. know i guess you could argue the guardians but there's uh, yeah. yeah guardians two more so than one though yeah I I would guardians agree. two really amped it up um as we might talk about in a couple minutes what yeah wow. i know interesting though in this whole sequence did you notice that the ancient one references infinite universes multiverses mm-hmm. there's lots of setting up um for kangi type things which i actually saw um a thing online wednesday or thursday where they were discussing how the marvel there's been at least five points that they could find that the mcu was setting up for kang back in like phase one two and three and I, this has to be one of those because they really start laying on the whole multiverse thing here which is pretty cool. Yeah. But they're also talking yeah. about an infinite cool. multiverse that may or may not exist. Or does it? Because time is all relative. Mm-hmm. Time is relative. It's a flat circle. It, time is a flat circle. Um, so, you know, she, oh, so all the, the multiverses, she ends up talk, saying about a world, a multiverse, which is kind of cool. And I love when he's like, can you teach me? Teach me. And she's like, no. Yeah, which cracks me up, sucker. All you get is a lousy t shirt. Yeah, so they kick him out. Sorry, that's that's Peter Parker. That's next week. (laughs) So they, yeah, it is is Peter Parker next week. Um, they kick him out of the building, and he's you know, he's stubborn, which at least helps them know that he's willing, which is kind of smart that the ancient one does this, kicks him out, he stays there for a while. Well, she's and all the eventually she he gets he in. She knew he just had to absolutely. Yeah. See, she knows how to channel his his toxic masculinity into a positive, and it does become a I'm positive. Just, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to think of what I might be triggering right now. <laughs> uh, eventually, he gets brought into the place, and uh, it's one of my favorite scenes when he when uh, Mortis showing him the room. And it gives him the piece of paper, and it's like Shambhala. He's like, "What is this? Yes. My monster?" He's like, "No, this it's the, it's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages." <laughs> yeah, that was good. Such a great thing. Uh, we get some more a little bit mads at this point. This is when we start getting like the eye scene, Eric, mm-hmm. where his eyes start to like yeah, gloss right, over yeah. as he's reading the book. Not gloss over, is, like sink in, <laughs> or sink in, and they get like the the burning effect around them yeah. in a weird way. My my note is Mads is an amazing actor who's slightly wasted in this movie. Yeah, that's true. That's I agree. That's my, uh, my note. He's but a great we, actor. Um, start... This is not the strongest use. Yeah. Uh, this scene also gives us our first real taste at Dormammu, like really mm-hmm. references him. We technically saw a glimpse of Dormammu and the acid trip scene with Steven going yes, through, he went through the dark dimension, um, all the things. Um, but now we're really getting to see Dormammu and learning all about him. Um, Stephen, we learn is he loves the library. He's trying to to get all the knowledge he can, but he still can't learn everything. 
and, and we so meet the, the greatest like, character ever. We do meet the greatest character ever. Um, which I want to talk about in just a second. Oh, you spoiled it. You talked about Wong. Uh, ben Wong is a great character. I, I want to watch show. <laughs> Wongers. Wongers. Wongers for life. Um, and I wanted to mention, though, real quick before I talk about Wong, how the ancient one tries to basically do like the mama bird test. I'm just going to throw you out of the nest and let's see if you survive by taking oh, yeah. to the top of Everest. Mm-hmm. True. It's just a mean thing. And even Mordo's like, uh, like again? Yeah, like again? Like I think he even says not again. Do this? Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but Doctor Strange gets through and then you know uh, he's that's cleaned up he a goes... lot of her messes before. You know that. Yeah. He uh we Doctor Strange goes back to the library, and this is when we get one of the best. I mean, there was already some great Wong moments in this, but I just love the Beyonce. What's your name? Like Wong? Oh, like Beyonce, and he like does all the different things. Adele. And then we get the Wong yeah. later listening to, to Beyonce. Single ladies, yeah. Uh, we get uh, a fun little montage of him just learning, and it's just it's great. We see that how good he is. Uh, he wants to learn. He's not just a dick. He wants to be the best, and we get to see it. We see the eye of or the eye of Agamotto, which is fun. The comic, nice little comic book thing there. Yes, huge important part of the comic book world. Maybe huge important part of uh, the MCU coming up soon. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's just this cool looking eye thing. It can't be that important, right? Uh, let's see. Oh, um, we get to see he's as he's got the uh, or when he's doing the learning, he figures out about the eye of Agamotto. He uses it to do time, um, mess with time. And I love when they all rush in and they start to again talk about the multiverse. That going messing with time can create branches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They start playing that, which will become that lore. Yeah, which will become a huge point later on, and even past that, I, even after the Avengers movies, it's going to be a huge point of Loki. Yes, and I bet you a huge point of Deadpool. Because think of all the timelines Deadpool could start up. True. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. So we um this is the, um, we get a reference in this point in time to the Avengers because this is when Wong is starting to show the different sanctums and we hear about um the Avengers can't pick up all the pieces. We get a lot of stuff about Dormammu. Now that John, did you catch the interesting things about Dormammu they say when they d- really describe him? That like who know. Dormammu kind of sounded like? He's like a celestial being. Yeah. Um he Ooh. has infinite hunger. He destroys like planets. Yeah, he yeah, sounds he, like Lactus. It, it, so was this the first true celestial being we've seen? I know but that did we they, did they actually call him a celestial though. He's from a different they universe. Don't, but, I know, but they were they the way they talk about him makes him well, sound maybe, like maybe he, he would is. be essentially a celestial being, not a well, celestial. But, but like, proper. but he's also from a different universe, so there would be possibilities that there would be some different take on that he wouldn't fall as a celestial within the current mcu right but what i'm saying is 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 he the first like celestial being though that we've seen on that level yes on that not counting this because in guardians we see like a quick snapshot of one but we don't ever really see much of them but i think this is the, the first like what you can think of as like a celestial being well, we're having it described Again, to us different universe, different universe, something described to us that isn't like something beyond our comprehension. Yes. Yeah. And world devouring and yeah. 
anyway, it was just an interesting little uh, little thing. Mm. We get uh, we see the cape as Doctor Strange walking around the New York Sanctum. So we get to see his famous cape, which we learned earlier that um, your artifacts, artifacts you don't choose, choose you. the artifacts. They choose you, just like cats and Pokemon. <laughs> Doctor Strange, so he sees a cape and it has an interesting like jolt to life when it sees him. So they hint the first time when it's in the case that it might have chosen him, mm-hmm. which was a nice little nod if you catch it. And then we get one of the best scenes. Um, so you are Mr. Uh, Doctor. Uh, Mr. Doctor, it's strange. <laughs> Maybe, but who am I to judge? <laughs> great exchange. Love, I love that, that might be oh. Mickelson's high point in the film, unfortunately. It is this scene, the whole fight sequence when he's like yeah, locked up and like yes. thing. This is his shiny moment. And then the rest of the movie, he's just there. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Sad. I love Matt Mickelson so much. He's oh. like the he's like the point of a triangle in most of the scenes. Like it's him and two people behind him. <laughs> you know, it is running, always like him and two running people. somewhere. You know, he doesn't even get a good fight scene at the end. God, sorry. no, yeah. no, he's about to have a good fight scene, and then they cut forward and send yeah. Strange off the planet. <laughs> yeah, so he gets the fun to fight. talk to he, himself. Strange gets. Sorry, Cumberbatch. They break open the glass and Strange gets thrown down and the cape flies down and catches him and we get the first full true reveal of Doctor Strange in his costume. Yes. And then more fight scene happens uh, with the fun doorways. The doorways of hell. <laughs> to another place. I do I do appreciate this. It makes me laugh when I see this now. When um, Doctor Strange like he gets pushed back and he sees the axes and he wants to get them with the cape like yes, stops him yeah. and the cape's like uh-uh, over here over here and eventually he gets the the suit thing the armor or whatever it is it's like a medieval torture, torture device, device basically yeah that looked like throws it throws it onto concilius and I'm, I'm i'm like it's the hannibal suit it's like just like a hannibal suit and i'm like oh yeah but he played hannibal this is interesting hannibal's <laughs> in a hannibal suit <laughs> yes there you go. And then the oh i gotta take i gotta open up and up and he does the dot the monologue from it it's like oh i was just like distract waiting yeah, that, yeah, just he monologues him in to order you. to basically distract him, mm-hmm. yeah. which almost gets him killed. Uh, yeah. It does almost get him killed, but sends him to Dr. Palmer in a really good like scene where he goes in there, like, Chris, dude, oh my god, yeah, that's, one of, the, that's one of the highlight scenes, in my opinion, of this movie. Is the is the astral scene or just the yeah, whole hospital? The astral, oh, the astral fight scene. is really good. The astral plane fight was great, yeah, yeah, uh, just I love. And I love like when she's like, so where are you going? I'm going to go through this. Um, I'm going to go through this broom closet and it's got a portal that's going to take me to Greenwich. Like, yeah, whatever. He's like, okay, fine, don't you're tell fine. Me. look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, such a cool, oh, such cool, such fun. Um, I, then we we get some more fighting. Like he's going to go after, eventually he's going to get go after um, Cassilius and we're going to get the, another really cool sequence of the um, kaleidoscopiness of running through the yes. world because mm-hmm. Mordo is like, oh man, you messed up. He's more powerful here. And this is when it's revealed finally that the ancient one is siphoning power from Dormammu to get there, the which is an dimension. interesting take. Dark dimension, yeah. yeah. Dark dimension. They they kind of hint though it's Dormar- uh, Dormammu though. Probably, Ooh. it's probably kinda all hinted. him. The whole thing. Yeah. Um, but this starts to break the. This is where Mordu starts to turn. Yeah, 
where it's like he's, he's like he's I'm had his trust to. violated. I mean, there's an interesting element in inside of this whole movie about Caecilius and Doctor Strange and Baron Mordo and this idea that the ancient one. I was I was making a note about this is as we were talking, but the ancient one has a way of basically collecting powerful allies, but lies to them about the truth. Like she basically mm-hmm. like silently recruits them into her war without them really realizing that at any point they could walk away. Like when Dr. Strange confronts her about, I could have healed my hand at any point, you know, that moment yeah. of like, mm-hmm. basically they've been, they're being tricked into being superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you know, just like the contracts. <laughs> yes. Just like the contracts. Uh, she does the fight. We learn it. And then she um, falls to her death. Ugh. Technically, she doesn't die, but she fa- has an injury that's going to kill her. And then Christine's like, oh, God, not again. And then it's as like, oh, crap, he comes back. Act. And as he comes back and to she... the hospital and she's like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, but Exasperation. Then we get a... I love the cool scene where the Rebecca at the hospital, she's on the table. He realizes that she's in astral form because he sees the flicker on the monitor so he goes into astral form to go have a conversation with and i love the slow lightning that's oh, going yeah, through that, that scene outside was good yeah and she's talking about like oh you know i this is i always whenever i look at my uh, myself this is as far as i ever see so it's alluding to like, i'm about to die that fixed like, point look that element you, of fixed point in time she can't look past yeah and it starts to it starts to be all these fixed points. It's very Doctor Who-y in a weird way with time in this. Like there's fixed points and things are gonna happen, and then you can have time loops, and time can be a little wishy-washy, timey-wimey as you go through. Um, as the MCU will start to play with with time, particularly at the end of this movie when it really starts to mess with time. Yeah. But then we see it, and he she has that that whole conversation about like a purpose and everything. And as I'm watching it, I'm like just breaking into tears like legit breaking into tears um because of what had happened the night before um it was so sad and so moving and then she fades away and then he's look the camera turns and she's not there anymore and you realize that she's just died yeah and it's just a touching moment um in this in this movie and i i appreciate it i like it it always was a touching moment beforehand because they do in a weird way make it um they manipulate it with the music and everything yeah oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. with with everything that's been going on it was just even more touching so um kudos to them you, you made me no, cry they really they really did a tearjerker there they pulled for it yeah um i also want to point out with because i mentioned like old yeller me um they the, the music in this movie i love that he uses the harpsichord a lot and it just makes me happy well it gives you that very old timey kind of like tune element to some of it so yeah it's very appropriate Mm -hmm. considering that after antique yeah (laughs) after the the after the ancient one's death um we no longer have a sorcerer supreme uh we start up the ramping up to go and do the final fight. Um, it's in Hong Kong, right? Not crazy. Yes, they have to go to Hong Kong, and he basically has to get Mordo to come along with him because Mordo is basically given up already. Yeah, 
Yeah, because Mordor's love... already taken down London, and like there's only yeah. three sanctums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arcasilius has already taken down London, right? And he almost takes oh, down yeah, New York because that's what prompts the that's uh, what got strange the fight that the ancient one yeah. dies in, right? So one thing that's interesting about this final fight, it and I didn't think about it until watching it this time. Normally, when we watch a movie, you know, shit happens, and every like it all starts to go down, and then like there's explosions going off and you're trying to save people's lives and you're moving forward in the action when they get there it's all happened yeah so then they reverse it so we watch the explosion and the the action sequence in reverse while our heroes are moving forward and it's a really cool technique that they do yes mm-hmm. like it was so much fun watching like, groundbreaking the things flying. that they did in this film that you know weren't being done elsewhere in terms of the marvel universe yeah, it's, I, it's so cool. I also think like it was one of the first times we saw how 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 damaging this can be to kind of like the ground level public, if you will. Yeah. Like when when these sort of superheroes, because as we're rewinding, we're really seeing some kind of horrific moments undo. Yeah. And I think that yeah. it's some of the most horrific stuff we've saw, like you know, mothers with kids, if I'm not mistaken, like mm-hmm. like clear death, you know, and and people like just flying through windshields, stuff like that, to the point where it kind of pulls it back. And I feel like this is one of the first times that we've seen this. I don't want to say gruesomeness, but we're like seeing maybe, it up close. We're seeing yeah, it up close. We're seeing this level of destruction at a human level, but. Because mm-hmm. we're, I think, because of the device they use, where things are rewinding as they're walking forward, we actually are Marvel, you know, Disney, whoever you want to call it at this point, kind of gave the green light to show some some harder stuff, if you will, because yeah. it's being undone, right? It's almost like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a positive, even if we're showing this dead woman, right. even if we're showing. But remember what I, who, yeah, but remember what I said balls. about it being up close. We're on street level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any previous attempts, we've always been above. Yeah, typically. Yeah, we're actually street level with this, which I think mm-hmm. gives an element to the grounding and the sort of up in your face kind of level of what you're talking about, Eric. Mm-hmm. And and to, and to your violence level, when it gets to Wong, I mean, when we find him, he's there. First, he's crushed under a rock. Exactly. Then you see the rock pull up, and there he is with a pole going through his chest. And then it pulls him out, and then Steven like pulls him out of time. And he's like, I know, I know, I'm messing with time. And he's like, Don't stop. Like, don't stop <laughs> on my mouth. And it's it's a really cool, it's a really cool concept and scene. So bravo, bravo, whoever came up with that idea, whether it was the director or some visual artist guy, or even Kevin himself, whoever came up with that idea, bravo. But I do love that right after that, when Cassilius comes up and Dr. Strange is like, all right, well, um, I'm going to fly into this thing. Cassilius is like, oh, he's gone. He's, he's, he's well, decided to go to the right side. He has, to, he has to make that choice because, of course, the time that he was manipulating right, got broken and was not finished. And so he right. was like, this is plan B. Right. Yeah. And he, come, he has Apparently that to wonderful idea. to Mamu to time. I just want to say the yeah. fight, though, with... um. Cecilius stuff like putting them in the wall and shit like that. Those moments, that's a pretty. <laughs> those are pretty cool little moments. Those are really cool. cool. That was cool. Yeah. No. 
I mean, no, that so whole he, he makes Dor- just fun. Yeah, but he makes Dormammu yeah. get exposed to time, and Dormammu hates it. <laughs> I love, yeah, because I love that he like lands there and he like does the the thing, and then he like flies down. Is like Dormammu, we you need know, to is, talk. This must have been Kill. the least ex- Dormammu. This has got to be the least most most the least expensive scene in the whole film because you're only paying one actor. Yeah, because he's doing the one actor for, on a green the, screen. He's doing a mocap for. Dormammu. For Dormammu. Yep. Yeah. It's it probably just, took I just like, love it. Meant not like a couple hours of actual filming. Just <laughs> yeah. to like just to get all the like how how many different Dormammu takes are there actually out there? Like, Technically, as long there as there should be a big reel of just all the as Dormammu's long as Bendik do. doesn't like screw scratch his lines, they can mm-hmm. just do whatever. And all he has to do is repeat himself a couple times and right. walk out and restart, restate the same line over and over and over again, and whatever long they want to. And then they can just, you know, in CGI, punish the heck out of him. Mm-hmm. C- could you imagine where it's like, all right, here's your script for the day. Uh, my my script, I'm just saying, Dormammu, we need to talk. That's all I'm I got here to say. bargain. I'm here to bargain. Yeah, I'm here to bargain. That's it. Oh, okay. Dormammu, I'm here to bargain. Dormammu, I'm here to bargain. <laughs> 30 times. <laughs> You know, Benedict, slightly different inflection. <laughs> you know, been a Doctor Cumberstrange though. He was probably like, "Oh, Dorm- Dormammu, I'm I'm here to 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 uh, to to barter." <laughs> <laughs> I would love if Try there's like takes version. of him, like, like I'm gonna do it in Australian. All right, now I'm gonna do it with a with a, a Russian accent, a German. This is where Prince Hemsworth walks it. on set and says, "Look, knock it off. That's my thing." <laughs> or, or Eric, Eric, he walks in. He's like, "I'm going to do it with a limp." <laughs> that was just for Eric. I'm sorry. And then Chris Hemsworth <laughs> really does walk on scene. He's like, "Let's get this moving. We got a scene." My God, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a really cool, and I, it just it reminded me oddly enough, John of of Next Gen. With like some of the time loop things that would happen yeah, in Star yeah. Trek Next Gen, it, like that in time a weird the U.S. Bozeman was supposed to hit them in the nacelle. Yeah, Data uh, had to send a secret message back to himself that one that he'd pick up on and plant it in like binary. Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah, like, I, I love my actually no, right now actually where I am is I love time loops so much. Um, <laughs> And well, then, then when how the do you Bart... think how do you think he, he who remains feels about that? Because that's his life. <laughs> I know it's just he didn't look so that's happy. Why I really like that character. That's why I like the character. And then, yeah, how the many bargain. branches were created on that one? Huh? Oh God, that is true. How many fucking branches did Doctor Strange just? What if because of this, this is what caused Kang? If we find out <laughs> that one of these branches is actually what did. Oh, and another one of these branches is what caused Deadpool. Oh, I'd be so happy. That would be amazing. But I did write the bargain is Jeff's kiss. The like, I'll I'll sit here and torture myself forever. Or, <laughs> or you can just leave and take your guys with you and don't ever come back. <laughs> your choice. He's like, fine, go. Oh, so, so I'll, I'll eat a different world. Yeah, and Kaisuke yeah. has got to find out how much that eternal life was going to be. That must have been fun. I, I love, I love when Kaisuke is like, what's going? On? Well, first I love the. We cut back to that scene where they walk yeah. up, and Doctor Strange is should be by their feet. 
yeah. at that point because he's gone back a little bit further. But then he floats down behind them, and like the look on Wong's face is just priceless. Yeah. And then Casilius gets like the where he um he dusts out in a way they pre Thanos dust someone mm-hmm. in this. Then he dust out, and well, then Doctor Strange like makes shriveled seaweed person to go like be in the grass of Ursula or something. You know, he like becomes yeah. like the shriveled thing and kind of floats except, away. Except it's the Garden yeah. of Dormammu that they're going to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh oh. Have fun. I like when right after that, uh, Doctor Strange makes a joke and Wong just busts into laughter. <laughs> this is also I don't that fun the line about how. Now. Well, this is the fun line about he no, he says the one about that's why the, the warnings come after the spells. Oh yeah, that's why yeah, he makes that crack that he's been always talking about how the warnings and how yeah. apparently Caecilius didn't read the warnings about the stinking spell he used. Yeah, that's <laughs> the joke. They have great setups in this uh in this movie with some of like the callbacks. They do a really yeah. good job with it. Yeah. yeah. Um so then he puts we're at the end of the movie. We see him take the um, Eye of Agamotto and put it back on the little thing. And Wong throws out the random line that's pretty good that you do that. You don't want to be carrying around an infinity stone. An infinity, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's a what now? <laughs> yeah. And then we get our. Um, After our they first just put tag. him through the gauntlet. After they put him through the gauntlet. And then instead of him getting to have a beer. We go to that first tag, and there's Thor having a having a glass. And did you notice Doctor Strange actually completes his costume? They don't show it again ever in the MCU. No, they don't. But he has the gloves. Fully completes his costume. Yep, he's got the yellow gloves, like he wore in the, it's the only time you see it. Yep, you never see it again. That and in Thor Ragnarok like, will, will be in a few weeks. In a week, so I don't even think they have it. And I'm pretty sure. No, it's, 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 it is. It is. I just watched it. Oh, it is. I just rewatched okay. it. I was gonna say it, my memory easy, they didn't show it. It's exactly it it's an exact match to what you see at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, he good. has the gloves again. Uh, I remember very specifically him with the gloves when he plicks he plucks uh Thor's hair for the spell. Ah. Um so yeah, I love the Thor having the glass that just keeps refilling. It cracks <laughs> me up. And like, why are you here? Well, I'm looking for Odin. Oh, you'll leave. Mm-hmm. Like I track I track multiversal things and like Loki's a problem. Uh, you're like, you'll take him away yeah. for forever if I help you? Yes. What are you doing finding Odin? All right. Cool. Uh, which think is how, really fun. And then we how, get our... Think how uh, mad he would have been if they'd ultimately all made it back to Earth at the end of Thor Ragnarok and Loki was on Earth. Oh, Something yeah. to be visited in a few weeks, folks. Yeah. Don't spoil it. <laughs> Just play it Teasing it. Teasing it. Teasing movies. it. Teasing it like a purity. All right. Well, okay. in, um, the second tag. <laughs> I broke character. The second tag is um, we find out that, that Mordu's works. like going out there, like maybe killing people. Maybe he goes He's back to the to guy the who side. was. Yeah, he was going. He goes to the guy who was using magic to walk again and just rips the magic out of him. And it like kind of implies it kills him at the end. Pretty much. That was yeah, my assumption. It, it's. It's dark. It's dark. It's dark um, out there, man. Yeah. It's a good thing we the find out go- what happened about Mo- Mo- Mordo in like the next one. Cause like, <laughs> I'd hate for that like storyline to not ever come back yet. You mean that might be a plot point that's just out there that Mordo is bad? 
and just roaming the world taking away magic from people. Yeah. Um but they wouldn't leave us hanging. Thing. That's not the Marvel no. way. No, they well, I mean, they left Dormammu out there still, too. That's true. Like you're gonna expect like this devil demon thing, like to keep its deal. Mm. Mm. He should have come back during the snap, honestly. That's what he should have done. Yeah, or do you think he was time. snapped out? That'd be weird if he had been no, snapped out. No, but Wong out. was just that good. Wong held him off. Wong is that good. Um like, yeah, I got two so... symptoms. I can beat you. Yeah, that's uh that's Doctor Strange. So let's um Eric do a library real quick Ooh. and then we're gonna talk about Guardians too. Well, let's not just throw the libraries away. These are important places. No, I wasn't throwing the library away. Right. I was just saying, let's right. talk about a library, right. and then we'll talk about libraries. Libraries in the possession of very rare ancient books. I hope so. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Let's. This ask is your best our... segue. This is your <laughs> best segue ever. I have good segues. Thank you. Such as, all right, I came here's from the library. school that invented the segue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but seriously, here's our here's our library for today because we're going down to Missouri. Uh, St. Charles City County Library, uh, City Counties. You remember those, Casey? Uh, St. Charles City County Library, the McClay Branch. Uh, that's of course in St. Charles, Missouri. Six three three zero three is the zip code for all those of you uh, following along at home. Uh, Casey, John, do either of you want to guess why I chose St. Charles, Missouri this week? Because that is where Peter Quill is from. That is correct. That is where Peter Quill is from. Uh, So the McClay branch of the uh, St. Charles City County Library, as you can guess, unfortunately doesn't have a ton of information online. I did have to go digging through some sources. So forgive me if any of this is incorrect um, and forgive me for its brevity, because, again, I couldn't find much. Uh, But the McClay branch is part of the St. Charles City County Library system. Um, The McClay branch itself opened in 1998. Um, and it's about 14,000, uh, 14 and a half thousand uh, square feet. Some items. Maybe some of those are really old books just for you, John. Um, McClay was the first branch of, uh, of the system to offer curbside service. They like to say, if you call our staff, we'll haul your materials out to your car. <laughs> it's a pretty rough joke. I'm not going to lie, guys. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I like that they put it there. Uh, Good on them. Uh, McClay has a very active, this is from their own statements here, uh, book discussion groups, active readers and stitchers group. Um, And every year they do some special events to honor the veterans. So go to McClay branch, Uh, but you can't go on Sundays. Unfortunately, they are another one that is closed on Sundays out in Missouri. Not terribly surprising. Um, available 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. pretty much every other day, though, which is pretty uh, pretty great. That's that's a lot more than you'd see um, in some of our other places. So available 9 to 5 every day, uh, Monday through Saturday. However, on the weekdays, you can actually stay a little bit later. I think Monday through Thursday, you can be there till 7 p.m. Uh, so head on down, folks. Uh, now, one of the reasons I picked this, besides it being Peter Quills, is it's this McClay branch especially is only a three-minute drive from your Dairy Queen off Jung's Station Road. And I'm guessing we'll talk about what happens to Dairy Queen uh, when we get to uh, to Guardians 2 in a minute. Uh, so hopefully we'll get to it. If not, I'll try to bring it up when we talk about it. On the way to that Dairy Queen from, from the uh, 
from the Beclay branch of the library. You'll pass, though. I did look it up. It's going to kind of be, you might want to use your GPS to get to it because it's kind of a weird little path to it. Um, Schaefer Park, uh, which looked like it had a little lovely uh, play place, playground, or uh, a kind of jungle gym, if you will, as I might have called it, uh, for, for the kids. So Schaefer Park, uh, you know, like I said, probably probably about a five, ten minute walk from the library if you want to you want to hoof it. Um, and if you want to drive, which it did kind of seem like a busy road, that Jung Station Road or, or kind of the main road there, um, then to get to that Dairy Queen, then be careful. Make sure you look out for the big blue goo that is consuming it on your way. Um, and yeah, that is the St. Charles City County Library, the McClay Branch, everyone, in St. Charles, Missouri. Nice. Nice. Thank you, Eric. So um, with that in mind, let's uh, let's talk about some Missouri and some Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 from 2017, directed by Mr. James Gunn, written by Mr. James Gunn, composer Taylor James. Bates. No, not James. Sorry. Yeah. Um, our cast, basically everyone's from the first Guardians back. So we got Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldana, um, Batista Van Diesel, um, Bradley Cooper, um, Michael Rooker. Karen Gillian's back. We get Palm. Oh, Clementif. I can't pronounce it. She's French. I can't pronounce her name, but she's in Mantis. She's also in the new Mission Impossible movie. Mm-hmm. And it's Seth phenomenal. Seth Green is it? back, if I'm not mistaken. Seth Green does come back for a split second. We add in Sylvester Stallone as Ogord. Um, Kurt Russell as this guy named Ego. Elizabeth uh, Debicki, um as Aisha. Chris Sullivan as Taser Bash. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your Stan name is Taser Bash? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stan Lee is a watcher informant. David Hasselhoff as the form of David Hasselhoff or Zardu Hasselhoff. Uh, <laughs> Greg Henry as Grandpa Quill. Vin Rames as Charlie 27. Michelle Yeoh as Alita Ord. Um, Miley Cyrus as Mameframe. And so this one's weird to me, and I don't know where this comes from. IMDb lists Jeff Goldblum in this as the Grandmaster, but I did not see him in this movie, so I do not understand why IMDb lists him in this movie. So, I don't know. I got nothing. Maybe he's hidden in there, and somehow we... Maybe he's in that the, bar scene some, somewhere, you know, in the back. He's got to be somewhere though. hidden around. It's yeah. an Easter egg. Um, but, Go, have fun. Tell us, folks. It write is. us. Um, Let us know where. We, we need yeah, to know. Yeah, find the spot and tell us about it. So, Eric, this is Taserface from the comics. <laughs> All right. It's more ridiculous, actually. It's, he does. Yeah. Um, That's saying a lot. This is this is um, Sly Stallone's character. Spot on image. I mean, I'm pretty close. Spot on. We just moved those... Uh... Little protruding things down to the shoulders and make it make more sense. Yeah. Uh let's see. Charlie 27, which I can't remember which one he is in that image. It's right there. But Charlie 27 looks like this. This is our Mr. Charlie 27. That's not <sighs> far off. Right. Yeah, not far. Just slight, slight difference, but that's okay. It's a yeah. good difference. Alita Ogord. Oh. Alita. Here we go. This is her. So this is Michelle Yeoh's character. I like her better. Um, I like Michelle Yeoh better too, but that is an interesting costume to have in space. That looks like Starlight from 
the boys. It Come on, Michelle. Does. She like looks how, more um, like that. So if you want a point of reference, folks, if you've seen the boys, she looks a lot like she's wearing a variation on Starlight, except hers was way, way, way more inappropriate for an outfit. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I know mainframe is an original character or is a character from the books, but for whatever reason it's pulling up a different Marvel mainframe. Um, but here's just a shot, Eric, of um of that team. So there you, you go. You, you noticed the dragon uses magic. What? Oh yes, I did. I did yeah, notice he's that he's, he's using he's using sorcerer magic. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool that they did that. Um so then I, don't think um, I realized that Miley Cyrus was the robot head. You didn't realize that she was the robot head? She does not play the robot head in the in the third movie, though. <laughs> um, but that was because of a scheduling conflict. Yeah, got someone different. Oh, don't spoil it. I haven't seen it yet. I just Actually, told you that the character should I it. see it ahead of time? A skip ahead type thing? Or should I try to watch it twice? No, you is it, watch a, it is, now am I going to be watch it again? Why don't you just watch it when we get to it shortly? It's not going to be shortly. Fine. I feel like we got like weeks at this point at least. Oh, you might as well just wait. Um, but there's Aisha, which I never realized that was her hmm. until this moment, John. So she tangles with the Fantastic Four. Got it. Yeah, so that's that makes uh, oh, they were I, doing a lot of cosmos hopping. They were now. I want to show Eric because we talked about this for a second right before we started. Eric, this is ego. That's him. <laughs> that's what he looked like in the comics. Well, there was no like walking around as a person. It's a big head. <laughs> Ironically, it kind of still looks like him. <laughs> well, you show that shot of him from above and you see the face and the planet, that's yeah. pretty close. I was like, yeah, there's, there, a, there's you got a couple it, guys. of shots where you kind of see it. You really they they did it. a really good job. Um, yeah, here it is. Here's the shot you're talking about, Sean. Yeah. But it's, um, it's fun. It's fun. It's a it fun little... very uh, similar to that in What If, where Ultron kills him. That was funny. Oh, that's we'll true. get to there, folks. Don't worry. We'll get to put up season one, and we'll mention that. So let's um let's get into some Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's taking place in 1980 in Missouri, where that library was. Decent de-aging on this one. Decent. Uh, see, I don't like the de-aging on this one. Actually, I have a note I, like the It DH, wasn't my favorite. Kurt Russell. I, Kurt, well, no, it looks I, that wasn't my really favorite. Weird. Like, my favorite is in Ant-Man. You know, yeah, so I agree. Far. This wasn't the best, but I mean, I like. I was like, I kind of happily that's Kurt Russell, so... <laughs> I believed it, but it just looked like it, it, you know what? It looked like a video game. It looks yes, very but it looked better than Tron Legacy. It was really bad in Tron Legacy. Everything Dude. looks better than Jeff Tron Bridges. Legacy. No, it's not. It's not it, it had so much potential, and it looks so beautiful. Except the for the, the young Legacy has come up. And the only thing that I didn't like was that that de really aging they did on Jeff Bridges was so bad. It was. <laughs> So bad. This one's it got better bad. when he was when he was having his clue inside because it made sense. But yeah, join us next week for our Tron <laughs> Legacy podcast. <Yeah. laughs> we're, just, we're skipping out now, folks. We'll come back later. Two uh, Tron, two Legacy. <laughs> oh it's all about family. It's all about family. I mean, it, it is. It is all it about, family. Is. <laughs> about family. Well, this movie is all about family too, which is really funny because Van Diesel's in this movie. It's all about family, and he never gets yeah. to say family. You know, actually, uh, one of my favorite things about Guardians inside, 
someone was talking about the guardian trilogy basically and they were noting that yeah. in guardians one there's a lot to do with the mother and this one there's a lot centered around fathers yeah particularly the the issue of your biological father versus the man who raised you which right. is where we get the interplay of uh ego versus yondu yeah Yandu referring to it yeah. as he may have been your father, but he went, he wasn't your daddy. Yeah. This may already be settled. Um, I know we're we're gonna get into it, but so I have this image in my head at least ask, as we go. Ask. Yeah. Does does Vin Diesel do mocap? No. For group? No. 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 Sean Gunn does. I really I really want to do He does um, Rocket. No, I know, he but does I, feel rocket. Like he, I feel like he does most of it though. I'm like <laughs> Sometimes um James Gunn does it. Like in the Christmas yes. special when Groot's dancing, that's James Gunn. Yeah. Uh so we get so we're gonna see Peter's mom and the little scene with Kurt Russell. And we discovered that they're dating, and then he's gonna She looks so much healthier. Um, after he... Oh, she's not dying of a brain tumor. Uh, Got it. Oh, yeah. Look. He uh, shows her his his uh seed that he's planted, <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's gonna have a baby. <laughs> when we jump to 34 years later putting this movie in 2014 so yes folks this is the first marvel movie that messes with time and we actually instead of because they've all typically been doing the next one forward in the timeline this one goes backwards because the first one came out roughly when it was supposed to mm-hmm. like time it's set in the same year this one is set right after that one, a couple so we of months just, later. We just finished talking about a movie where they fictionally messed with time, and now we're dealing with a movie where they are in real life messing with time. Got yeah. it. Um, and we're going to learn about the Sovereign, who will come back a little bit later. Well, but, uh, this is my son, yeah, my children's cool. favorite sequence with, with dancing baby Groot to Mr. Blue Sky by the ELO. Um, that is yeah. like my children's like favorite sequence in the film. It, a good it is an amazing it's a great, it's opening a great scene. It's a great scene. I love it, like the, it, it is the freeze with Drax behind. Yeah, yes, that's what that I was going to say. Is <laughs> keeping up from um, the, the end of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love how like Drax kills the music and baby Groot just gets pissed. <laughs> well, he gets thrown <laughs> into it and breaks it. Yeah, and he gets so I know mad he gets about it, too, but so mad but i love when um uh, i love when uh, drax is like his hide is too thick on the outside i must go inside to get him and jumps inside like where'd he go he went inside why because the hide's too thick on that it's the same thickness and then you just (laughs) see that one little shot of drax just being like tracks oh i laugh so hard every time (laughs) when i see that there's that sequence later in the film when he's getting he's letting mantis try out things and he has her touch peter Mm -hmm. and then he laughs so hard that they knock him out that's also a great one yeah so Um, yes and of course we find out that rocket is a klepto well he hasn't already right before Yeah, we kind of didn't know. But right before <laughs> that, I love and I have a note of it when when um Aisha's like um doing like the whole like oh you're you mean flirting people. like who what's your yeah the, the weird I swear to god that was her version of flirting. Like, <laughs> but she's like, like I think we should we should see how you procreate for 
academic purposes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? It was like watching Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory or one of those characters tried to flirt. It was like their version well, of what, it. What makes it even better is when Peter's like, yeah, we will. And then he looks and he's like, no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and well, we know he has a problem scene. keeping in his pants, so. He really not that was made obvious to the first Guardians. I mean, come on. This is true. He gets it from his father. Yes, he's obviously. He's just trying to plant a seed across the universe. <laughs> All he's trying to do. Uh, I do love that, like, after that, when um, they get Gamora back, or they get Nebula back, and then you find out Rocket's, like, stolen the battery. The batteries. And, and I like how the Sovereign are big proponents of is like, ah! I'm really happy to see that the Sovereign are proponents of space drones. Yes. Why send your people Ooh. into battle when you can send space drones? True. Mm-hmm. Also, what we the also heck get is the a quantum that... asteroid belt? That looked like a nightmare. Kind of had an Ender's <laughs> Game like vibe, it. though, those space drones, didn't it? Like, oh, yeah, the, that's that was the all whole the thing noises entered. being video gamey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a that's a couple. There's a couple sci fi that sometimes mess with that genre. I think the second uh, Ernest Klein book, Armada, did something very similar. Mm-hmm. And you so, know what they were doing? Right before... They were using massive online games that happened at timed events to actually be real things in space. That's my favorite oh. bit. So good book. So right before the Armada comes in, there is a line that's important to the movie, and in a weird way, is kind of important in the in the third movie, where Drax says, "There's two types of people: those who dance and those who do not." Which, in a weird way, John, yes. um, does tie into the third movie. It does. So it's it's a very nice thing. James Gunn loves to do these like setup scenes that have callbacks later. Um, and this and one, Drax was right about them. Call. Yeah, Drax is way smarter than everyone thinks, unless he decides to put on a weird spacesuit and jump out of a plane with a gun while you're flying around. Oh my god! Barely hit anything. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, boy, yeah, I love the running bit of like the can I have the fruit? No, it's not good. And then she tries to take the fruit. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, not ripe yet. It's not ripe yet. Yeah. Oh, that this oh, the rule of threes. Gun does it so much in this movie. Yes, it's very well. Uh, it gets out. I love when um someone takes out all of the stuff, and then we see its ego riding. Or sorry, we just see it's a little man, little man riding, riding on a space pod. <laughs> Wasn't that Drax? Then, uh, was that no? Was that rockets? Yeah, it. I think it's Drax's because well, Drax does say it later. He goes, "It's the little man." Yes, I don't no, but it, but it's it. Rocket who sees him out the window. Yeah, like, yeah, Rocket sees him. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> I love that because the sp- like the crash is happening, and then you see little baby Groot just sitting there in the chair eating like eating the- or whatever they <laughs> oh my god of M is. Yeah, this is um, the movie that when they- secured baby Groot for sure. Yeah, as they a, um, as a toy they- forever. <laughs> All the like the crashing, like when he crashes down and like Drax is hitting the, every tree. Gosh, yeah. somehow not dying. Um, speaking of that, very baby, resilient man, toddler Groot. Um, we saw toddler Groot, Eric. I don't know if I ever told you that. When we went oh. to Disney, they had an animatronic um, toddler Groot that you could take photos with. Animatronic for a short yeah. window. Yeah, it was like just a little. He's out there and he moves around and. You can't see his feet. It's just a little puppet that someone's controlling and you could do photos with. Oh, okay. Oh, like Todd Ward, the little guy. Yeah, the little one. It's like in between, like in the potted plant and then obviously bigger. 
the I am uh, I am Groot phase. Yeah. So we get to the uh, Brayheart, and I love like like what are you what how do they how do they start? It's like oh you're some kind of thing. I'm not that. Oh raccoon, don't call me a raccoon. I'm sorry, trash panda. Is that better? <laughs> it's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I oh I love oh god there's so much good stuff yeah. in this movie. We meet ego, ego comes in. We learn his name and we learn that ego is Peter's dad. So they tell you right up front. Um, and yeah, then we is, cut over to that is not a mystery thing. Yeah, those rugged good looks should have told you. That's right. And the hair, he had amazing hair. He actually did have amazing hair. Oh, I know. Um, then we cut over to the Ravagers Riza weird black light sex planet. Yeah. That's yeah. just the there. drone with the sex bots. Yeah. The sec the yellow sex bots. Uh, but we do see this is where we see Howard the Duck uh for a yeah. quick little scene, keeping Howard in there. That's um, where I'm wondering if um if uh what's his name is from Ragnarok, uh Jeff Goldberg. He's gotta be he would have to be somewhere in there. Um, the Ravagers there, we start to see all the other Ravagers, so the OG uh, or the OG Guardians in the book but they're the yes. original Ravagers, so Steve Stallone then we're going to cut back and we're just going to start getting more about Mantis and I just wrote, I love her I love her so much <laughs> can I pet your puppy? yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I played a joke on you I liked it. I just thought of it. <laughs> this is also where uh, we get the line from Gamora, like, "Oh, remember it's like that time that you had to tell all your friends about your your father Zardu Hasselbrow." <laughs> oh, such good. He's setting up another joke that's going to come later. Yep. Um, and then they all just uh, they go to ego. And uh, well, they leave Rocket and Nebula and Groot behind to work on the ship, which apparently you can just spray back on. Yeah, that's how it works. That's uh-huh. that's exactly how it works. Yeah, spray on ship. Got it. Well, think it's like it's like ship. the insulation in your roof. You know, I know. Attic, that's what know? I mean. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. little ship over here, little ship over there. You know, it's all good. Yes, and this is when we start to. This is the scene where we get. Um, the the scene the um, the where we learn about her skills isn't it yes mantis starts showing off and touches P- peter and it's like you love her and then drax laughs and she touches yeah. drax and she starts laughing and eventually she makes him knock out it's another one of those drax is stealing the scene sequences he particularly him scene. and mantis you know him, he's gonna do them him and mantis together yes, him, are him a lot, really are good scene stealers together um, I just learned that um, Batista and Jason Momoa are going to do like a buddy cop movie soon, <laughs> which could be pretty funny. <laughs> they should invite their friend um, Vin Diesel. No, they shouldn't. He wouldn't do it anyway. Uh, so we end up cutting back to Mr. Rocket. And um, yeah, it looks like they're going to be an ambush. Well, He's but you know, this is where you find before. out how brilliant Rocket is. We start to get a hint at how say, smart he is. It's a reverse ambush. Yes. He's ambushing them. We also get how sadistic he is with that like oh, gravity gosh. bomb thing. Yeah. Where he like pulls him up in there and slams him down. Oh, such mm-hmm. good, such good stuff. And then Nebula gets out because she convinces Groot and then she betrays them. 
Well, and then Yondu tries to go back, get, breaking his word with the Sovereign to come get Peter, and then that starts a mutiny, yeah. um, which ultimately ends up get... turning a lot on the on what's his name, Kragner's sort of yeah. like frustration moment. Um, and then, of course, uh, and... Nebula makes the big surprise that takes Yondu out. That's right. And then we learned that the fruit's still not ripe yet. And this is unfortunately after little baby Groot naively let her out. Yeah, but we get Taserface during this. This is where we get our true introduction to Taserface. I'm Taserface. Of course, Uh, it leads to a Ravager purge. Apparently, does lead to a Ravager purge, and then we they do eventually get. Let's just go say they get broken free, and they decide they're going to do the warps. Oh Uh, god! Well, actually, before that, I love the group go get my my prototype fin oh god my prototype fin and he just comes back with everything all of when he comes back with the eye and he's like no leave the eye leave the eye why because he's gonna wake up in the morning and he's not not gonna know where his eye is well there's also the one where he brings him like the toe and he's like do you guys happen to have a fridge full of toes (laughs) no okay Like he starts getting real somber about it. Like this is getting messed up. <laughs> like yes. And fortunately, fortunately, Craglin comes in and helps. Yes, out. thank God. It's, <laughs> it saves the day. Um, when Taserface wakes up. up and realizes oh. that the fin is the fin is gone. Yeah. Oh God, that's such oh such a fun sequence and like the oh the, the music song, is everything. Oh so, uh, no. Yeah. And oh, he gets in that central command center and he just starts visualizing the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh it, is, it is an amazing sequence. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't watched that sequence, just pause now. Go watch it. Come back. We'll wait. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you watch it? Good. Now we can continue <laughs> talking about the movie. So back on Ego. So back. So they're, well, so they're going to get free and they're going to have to do the jumps. So like 700 jumps, which we yes. do learn. Bad idea. Yes, mammalian no. forms are not supposed to do more than like 30, and we're doing 700 and something. Yeah. yeah. So now we go back to Ego, and we learn that he's a celestial. Mm-hmm. And he... God, heard... little G. Little G. Yeah, little G. And we we learn that he discovered about Peter because he heard this rumor, this story about a guy who held an infinity stone. So we're tying back the lying. That, is such, that was such a horrible lie trying to stroke his son. It is, but I'm I do wonder if that is actually how he found out. It might have been, yeah. Because who else would it, be able Yeah, he tells it. It's just like what's well, like the weirdest gaslighting blowjob. <laughs> like, know. I'm gonna get you to do what I want seeing. But you understand why, because there's a line later when Mantis, like, he has a way of when he talks to you, like, getting you to to do with what he wants. And, like, you we're seeing it, like, the, create oh, the ball but... now. Let's play catch. Let's. And then he just so boldly get, tell, spills the truth on him, thinking, oh, he can take it. That mm-hmm. was so dumb later when he's like, oh, I'm. you seem like you're so amenable now. Let me tell you the real truth. You'll be fine. Yeah, and while that's going on, we're getting the side story of Mantis with Gru or with um, Drax, and she's starting to want to reveal the truth. Mm-hmm. We don't get to hear the truth until it, the audience, us, has already seen what's going on. Because of course, Nebula and Gamora, and Gamora are off on their own side thing when Nebula shows up and tries to kill her. Yep, and then 
stumble did you, upon you the Pet Cemetery. This... Oh, sorry. Yeah, but but before the Pet Cemetery, real quick, before Nebula <laughs> technically comes in, when you guys are watching it and Nebula's sitting, or sorry, um, Gamora's sitting there in the grassy field, and she senses something's like a little off, and she's hearing the grass. A, did you guys think the grass was going to attack her? Or B, when she, this is what I thought, when she cuts the grass down, I thought Ego was going to come to life, like the planet, and to attack her in that moment. Possibly. that Because she hurt him. I don't think he knows. It's probably like when some little mosquito or gnat. So they will, they, um, they refer to them as fleas. He was fleas on yes. the planet. And then she's like, Mantis is like fleas with purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, then we get to man, uh, Nebula when, and what you were just talking about, they go in and they find the graveyard. And then we start to learn that those were Ego's other children. He's been seeding the galaxy, looking for one who could have the same power as him. He's the one that shares his perfect white genes. Oh, sorry. If you hadn't mentioned that, I was going to make a Nick Cannon joke. Oh. Ego is like Nick Cannon. Well, he just got one that was pure blood. You you know. you, You ruined it. You ruined it. Um, we do get in, in this all, all this happening. We do get one of my favorite lines. I've learned I am a pet and I am ugly. <laughs> so, oh, which Mantis. Is just, Mantis, she's so amazing. Um, I love Mantis so much. Um, I had written down this is, goes back to where Groot was earlier, but um, I I wrote poor Groot from how they treat Groot. Oh yeah, uh, in that earlier scene, he I did get his he did he, he did get a payback though when they retook the ship. Yeah. And of course, so now we have everybody reconverging over ego. Everyone's reconverging over ego. Um, Eric, this is Mantis, by the way. I meant to show you a picture of Mantis. Okay. Yeah, little, little different. Little different. Just slightly, I, slightly different. This, I think they I did like, retcon her a bit and do more like this. I like the MCU version better. Yeah, I did too. I, I think I agree with you. It's it's more unique. Yes. Yeah, now this um, is from like the famous run. Um, yes. So yes, John. Sorry. No, I was gonna say this. Everyone... So Rocket and Yondu drop in on with Groot on a basically a construction piece of a construction equipment in order to cut well, through. B- and before that, real fast though, I do want to mention because it, it's it's part of our stand watch. As oh, when yes. we cut back to them right before they yep. crash down, we see them ping ponging through the galaxy. And we see Stan Lee um, talking to the Watchers. Yeah, so yes. the first time we see the Watchers in referencing, the referencing, referencing his previous cameo or movie. Yeah, his he previous, previous the, cameos. Um, well, specifically the Fantastic Four because he says I was a FedEx driver. He was also that so, in Iron Man Two. Yeah, Iron Man. Was I'm sorry, Civil no, War. Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. Yeah. Was Mr. Stank Civil War Two? Mr. Mr. Oh, Tony right. Stank. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Because Fantastic Four, he's he's um what you call it um a mailman. Yeah. Yes. So you're right. You're right. Um, but we do get the look at the Watchers, which is just kind of nice to see the uh the Watchers. So yes. Um, not a Watu because we all thought it was a Watu, um, but we meet the Watu later. So yes. Doesn't happen. It doesn't have to be the same unless they're all named Watu. Let's start like Eric Johns. Everyone's a John. All right. 
This one, you don't, yeah. don't pee on this one, though. Yeah. I'm saying you're like, a, you're you're the Awatus, you know. Right. John's the English, the American uh, Awatu. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, I do love that he's trying, Ego's trying, like, they've crashed down. They're trying to do all their stuff. They're going to try to save Peter. Um, everything's happening. Peter's enthralled in what's going on until Ego makes the horrible mistake of mentioning Martha. Monologuing. I mean, not Martha. Mentioning cancer. <laughs> I put the cancer in your mother. Mm-hmm. And if he hadn't done it, if he hadn't done it, and there's would have been fine. So Peter shoots him. There's that him whole and song then, um, reference going on there with Brandy. That yeah. song lyrics he keeps referring back to. We get that song at the beginning with Meredith. We get it later yep. when he's trying to explain their relationship to his son. And then we yep. get it here where he's now taken on the dark element of it mm-hmm. and really, you know, stabbed into the dark side of the song lyrics. Yeah. Peter shoots the hell out of him. He morphs into Zardu Hasselfrau. Actually, technically, I think he's Hasselhoff <laughs> first before he gets shot, um, which is just funny. And uh, yeah, we started a fight. Peter's free, and um, the sovereign return. Everyone's yes, going for been. a fight. We've got our plan. Let's just blow up his his brain, his heart, and um, we should send someone to do it. Someone who's trustworthy. Someone who understands English. Someone we could say, "Hey, can you go get me a prototype fan? Bring it back to me." <laughs> so we send Drac. I mean, we send Groot. He's got to be small. I love that whole explanation about arming the bomb. Yeah. And then the, all right, now walk back to me. I am Groot. Mm -hmm. I am Groot. Right. I am Groot. No! No! (laughs) (laughs) And then he asked for the tape. He's like, anybody have any tape? And literally, Peter asks. I'm like, and and what's, what's funny, that's a callback to the beginning of the movie. Where when your kid's favorite scene when the fight scene's happening while they're mm-hmm. doing Mr. Blue Sky mm-hmm. and we're just focused on group, but all the action's happening. Yeah, this is the same thing, but instead of a song, it's just the tape. You know, you yes. got tape, you got tape the whole fight. We're not remember missing the entire fight sequence, so we can watch Rocket and Groot sit there waiting for Peter to bring back tape. <laughs> so good. Did you ask Gamora? Well, no, she was sitting next to Drax. I knew you didn't ask her. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Nebula plugs herself into the the, the little machine they're flying, and he says mm-hmm. it'll hurt, and she goes promises, promises. Yeah, this movie more. I oh, think this is when, when Karen Gilliam's playing of Nebula really starts to develop. Oh yeah, get yeah. higher gear when she gets bigger time in this movie. Well, you can tell she's yeah. going to become a character now, yeah, not she, just yeah, not just a plot device. And she's awesome. Yeah, she was. She was awesome. She was an intro. Plot Look up Karen right Gilliam too. She looks nothing like Nebula. I know, like, what? I know. <laughs> well, if you would have watched Doctor Who when we told you to, you would have seen lots of her. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this is when we get one of like the more famous moments of the movie after like the explosion and Peter gets out and then um coming down like you're like Mary. You look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Yeah. Hey, y'all. I'm Mary Poppins. Yes. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, let's get, let's get, I need you to get Groot out of here. Here, let's, and he puts on the thing and like this, the rocket suit goes over Drax. And there'd been reference earlier in the movie about why he doesn't like to wear the thing. Yes. But then the suit pops over him and he's like, my nipples. Nipples. 
Uh, and all that's going on. It, the um, the machine start the blow. I guess we should have mentioned ego is like got these seeds are like making these um blob things attack the world and we see dairy queen get destroyed yeah and then Mantis, it's the dairy queen put him, it is the dairy queen um Maybe. the same exact one you just referenced the exact same one it'll be, back in, it'll be back in what if yeah oh yeah is um it? all right nice. yeah because pete's working there it, Quick, yeah. run from um, that library. Get to the <laughs> run from the Dairy Queen to the library. It's only it's only yeah. a fifty minute run. <laughs> uh, Mantis had stopped it all, but now at this point in time, everything's going crazy. It's all going back. So I actually saw this. I didn't remember this. I, I think I talked to you, John, about it after, um, after I saw Volume Three. I'm like, I don't remember Peter's granddad being in the others. Um, and the, I think it was actually when I watched the first one. I don't like. I don't remember Peter. Uh, his granddad being there and this one this is where the granddad is yes um, peter's grandfather is driving away in the blue truck that's being pushed away with um his wife which no, i actually had to nurse. pause no, the movie no, it's his nurse i thought it was his wife i thought they reference he references wife okay, in the sure. maybe eric when you watch the third one i need you to tell me does he say wife or nurse it'll make sense to you when you watch the movie later okay. if not we'll find out later but anyway He's with the same companion, the same woman in this, just younger. So anyway, it was a nice little nod that I I never noticed before. Because clearly I didn't realize he was in this movie. And then this movie, um, everyone's getting out and Yondu has got to go and save Peter. Everyone else has made it back to the ship. Yondu's going to save him. He's got one space shield and one rocket and two people. And he puts on the... The rocket and he puts on the shield. Worth save. noting that Rocket uh, and Yondu have become like great friends at this point. Rocket really likes Yondu. Spirit. Yeah, there's a yeah. kindred spirit that they have similar traits and that they act in similar ways because Yondu calls him out mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. his be on his acting out is like you you know that's not really you. I know that because you're me. You know, right? Yeah. Is this the scene? Is it right here or was it earlier? The Mary Poppins thing, like the um, the daddy line. Yes, that's it's the like, Mary Poppins. Yeah. Oh, no, so no, no. Line, you... no, 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 no. It's it's when they're leaving the space. It's the last thing they say to each other. Okay, yeah, because it's like I think so. Yeah, you know, he might be your father, but he ain't your daddy. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's such a, such a touching moment, and then you know he ends up dying. And damn it, this movie broke me again. Another thing that broke me because of everything that's happened this year with my own dad dying, and then with the yeah. stuff that happened over this last week. It's just another thing that Marvel keeps trying to break me um, and make me cry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I sat there uh, eating my popcorn crying last night while I watched this. I'm not afraid to admit it, ladies and gentlemen. Men, it's okay to cry. It's okay. It is to cry. okay and to you cry. cry during movies or TV shows. Yeah, it's all right. I do it all the time. Kevin Smith does it all the time. John does it daily. Yeah. Daily. I try to get it. He just puts sure on the news and he just cries. Yeah. I cry. Just tears. Hard. And then I'm like, turn off Fox News. And he's like, <laughs> the remote's broken. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this is where we're setting up for uh, movie three. Uh, we, we find out that Yondu had a Zoom for Mr. Quill. <laughs> a Zoom. Which is yeah, rather nice. Uh, and then we get the really cool Ravager funeral. And then this set movie to Ca- set to Cat Stevens. That was also yeah. Fathers and Sons. 
Yeah, and we get one. to see all the um the old uh the old guardians what was in the original first appearance. And then this is where James Gunn's like everyone says Lord of the Rings has a lot of endings. I'm going <laughs> to up it. And it's like we watch our first like it's technically not a tag but it, the movie's kind of ended but we see like cuts to um we see um Craglin putting on the fin and trying to use the arrow and he shoots Drax in the neck. <laughs> we have little cutaways in the credits. So we mm-hmm. end up getting Yeah, there's a little right, there's tiny little cutaways but then we get this all of a sudden it's like yeah, the, the Drax one. Yeah, the official tag number 2 um, or one, I guess everyone does. We get to see the OG Guardians because that's where mm-hmm. they're sitting there and they're like, "Oh, let's do our own thing." It's nice let's to get back thing. together, right? Now, let's Which almost something. implies, as I say, it almost implies that Marvel was going to give us either a special or something with them. I think we still kinda, could get a special. I mean, that's some, I kinda, that's some star power in that little mini cast right there. And I kind of want a special. Like, I don't know what I want them doing. I kind of want a small special with them. I think it would be fun. Especially now that come what never mind. Um then we get the the next tag, Warlock, where we see yes. the chamber. I shall call him Adam. Adam. Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit strange. I don't understand that one, but we can't talk about that until Eric's seen <laughs> volume three. Um then the next one. We get to see, so this is number four, if we count Craglin as the first one, number four is Teenage Groot. It's like, God, clean up your room. <laughs> I'm Groot. I'm not bored. Like, you just play these video games. <laughs> like, language. I just, oh, it's so good. Uh, oh, that way, speaking of the language, that was that's a fun callback to the, I am Groot. He said, we're the guardians of the, the freaking, freaking galaxy. Yeah, like, Except say. he didn't say freaking. Um, and then it's also nice that he, and then he, no, and then and then he's like, "We got to talk about your language." Yeah, it's good that Quill's yeah. learning his language. Actually, right? I mean, he can now. Well, Rocket, they all, they're all getting closer. Yeah. Let's let Eric. Let's talk about that a little bit more after you watch Volume Three. Okay. Yes. Um, and then am I going to cry fifth? during Volume Three? Like, is yes. this, am, is this yes. a raw like, time yeah, to be watching baby. Volume Three? Yeah, this is trying. actually might be the best time for you to. It's gonna be the worst <laughs> and the best time. You're gonna have a catharsis. That's that because it purge you. Oh god, that's why I'm saying it's gonna be the best. Is because of the catharsis. Um, yeah, message us when you start that movie. By the way, <laughs> and, then, and then John and I are just gonna wait, uh, and then we're gonna be like, we can wait count for down, it, wait like... for it. There it is. It'll be like uh, it'll be like a string of profanities, like. Yeah. Just cussing us out at that point. It, it will be. It's going to be amazing. And then um, tag number five. What, I, should we live screen live stream him watching this? I'm sorry. Um, tag number five. <laughs> the it's final one. Watchers and stand again. And the, the watchers are walking. It's like, I got more to tell you. Wait, you're my ride home. Yeah. Um, Great little thing. It just keeps going on and on forever. But I had to check with that tag, by the way, to see when Stanley died. It was after this movie, like a year or so after its release, even. It was 2018. Captain uh, Captain Marvel is his last appearance. Is his last one? Yeah. It's just like the way that what he says in that ending is feels like they 
felt like a thing send was off coming. For him. Yeah, well, like and it, when you and when I've you got him, so many stories to tell, and he like he feels like yeah. sad, like he can't tell them, and then you're like, oh, well, but you know, when you when you see his send off with that le- that look he gives Captain Marvel and like the knowing smile they do in Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. I really like that one. Plus, he's also reading the scripts from Allrads. Yeah, well, he and he we'll also there, filmed like he filmed multiple. Yeah scenes that they oh, had filmed Ant-Man. a bunch of them at once ant-man 2 has a ton of like reach they did a whole bunch of different versions of his scene in that one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's that is guardians of the galaxy volume 2 now we are gonna we're gonna fly through these because they're all like minute long shorts probably like five <laughs> minutes but they're all shorts um so let's talk about um i am group now when we started this whole endeavor it was just i am groot shorts they have changed it on disney plus and it is officially i am groot season one yep so they've officially changed it there's another change i'm just going to mention it it if did you guys did both of you watch this when it originally aired when they originally dropped on yes yeah they're not sequential it, it starts right they weren't sequential at that point in time um so when they originally started it, the Marvel logo starts and then it re it fast forward like that is not how they are now. Now they've changed it to where he has yes, he holds up a remote control and then slowly skips through it, and then he does Groot sings the the Marvel theme. Oh, that's and then he's like, I am Groot, and he turns and he looks at the camera. That's the new okay. That might be they changed it. I actually like the first one better. I don't know. I, I don't know. I like, I, the new one. I like the new one. For some reason, I don't. I must have missed mm-hmm. out on those parts when I rewatched them. I'll have to go back and double check those. What's well, because it's I, funny the, the I don't know version. when they changed them. I watched them today, so I, I saw them new too. But I I remember what you're talking about now. Actually. I probably wasn't like, paying attention to that opening, yeah. so I need to go back and pay attention to it. The new stuff I like just because like yeah. I am Groot. I am Groot. Like it's like he's trying to do. do, do I, I know th- that part's cute. I do think that's cute, but I I think I just preferred the other better. I would have think it's just still the same idea. Keep... It just feels expanded to me. I know, I would have just like season one to have kept that, and then season two they shift over, so yeah. you can still go back and watch the other if you want. You can't now; it's just gone. It was cute. It was fun. Yeah. Are they going to change other openings? I don't know. Now I'm sad. Anyway, let's talk about them. We're going to talk about them in the order that they're listed in. And obviously, we're, we'll shoot through these really fast. Um, Groot's first steps. It's basically he just learns to to, to take his first steps. Do you guys want to say anything about um, that? I love the personal care machines. I think they were funny. That was hilarious, actually. That was my favorite part. And how yeah, he got no, displaced. Think... Mm-hmm. I also love when he, like, when, he, when he breaks and then his, like, his legs start to lift up. And he's like, oh. Do you think the care machine was actually um, moving him aside, so to speak, and like moving on, or was it inspiring him to like? No, it was moving on. It's a machine. We don't give machines those kind of personalities. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just. I don't know. Kevin's a machine. Kevin (laughs) is a machine. He's got. Um, I think it was just. I think it was just moving him on. But I do find it sweet that he puts at the end that bonsai tree. He wraps it with a blankie. And yeah. gives it a cheese puff. It's very sweet. The second one, the little guy. Um, I think it's I think it's fun. I um, but fuck that bird. <laughs> fuck that bird. I Groot spent five minutes <laughs> learning how to build that house. 
And that bird tears And it grew scream for 37 minutes. But it didn't. My note is my here's my notes. Five minutes to learn to build that. Wow. Fuck you, bird. Serves you right, bird. 37 minutes later. Oh, uh, and then it's like, uh, and what do you think Groot's saying when he opens up the uh, the rock and he sees them down there, and we see that shot of them looking up? What do you think his "I am Groot" said? Because I have an idea what I think it is. What the fuck? Yeah, you guys are <laughs> I I think it's him just when he goes, "I am Groot." I think it's just me, like I am God. Maybe yeah. <laughs> he's got this. This moment, uh, a bit fun little thing. I like until they, they learn him. lasers. I love they they have lasers. <laughs> Do you think we they just because of the way that they were so small and like time was just blowing really fast for them, or did they have the lasers the whole time? The whole time they knew what they were up against. All right, all right. And then he farts out a leaf that they eat. They eat his yeah. fart. <laughs> and I love how he kills them all. But does he? Does he? Um, the third one um, was Groot's pursuit. Um, my my only note was like, who wakes up Groot? And then he's using the bathroom with his pants on because he sits on the toilet with his pants on, reading the magazine. So <laughs> just a little weird thing that I noticed. He doesn't really um, go to the bathroom like most people, so I think this is true. This is true. performative. It's um, performative. Yeah, Eric, do you got any notes on uh, on that one? I didn't realize he had his pants on but yeah i thought I, I, i'd agree with john that he's just trying to mimic what he sees well i didn't mean like any thoughts on the pants i just meant that short in general oh <laughs> oh like the the third one where he's yeah, pursuit, the, yeah. you didn't even talk yeah, about the, the fact that he one. has a dance off with the with this little the doppelganger the, dance yeah, off. doppelganger i i enjoyed it i yeah i loved it i thought it was fun um, the next one, Groot takes a bath. This is my, I love this yeah, one. It's, it's just one. Groot Spa yeah, Day. That's a good one. Um, How he keeps running and, out. And the animations. The yeah. The animation's also so clear and clean. Like it looks it's, so real. Yeah, it's the prettiest one. I love how he uses the, um, the, uh, the growth is like facial hair and everything. Mm-hmm. He gets himself a porn stash. <laughs> he gives him a Freddie Mercury stash. Okay. There you go. Um, a fat bottom love, girl stash. Yeah, he does. He becomes a fat bottom girl for a tiny little does. bit. And that he bird is, is that bird's awful, by the way. I hate the bird, but serves the bird right when he shaves the bird and wears it as a coat. <laughs> <laughs> Only because it's a kid's show is the fact that like that bird's not dead around his neck. Yeah, I know. The, like, had this scene been in a movie, that bird is dead. Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. James Gunn would have killed that bird. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, then our um, our fifth one and fifth and last is a uh, magnum opus, and I just yeah. my first note is just Alf because they have Alf in it, um, the Alf oh, comic, yeah. uh, oh, which yeah. made me made me laugh. Um, but uh, John, I think you'll agree with me. This is exactly how a toddler would do arts and craft for a parent. Oh my god, yes, it's exactly how. Like, yeah. let me destroy the world, but I'm gonna create like this amazing little picture for you. And then okay. you're gonna forgive me that I just broke like your favorite <laughs> glass or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's about right. Um I love it. Is that my tail hair? <laughs> I can't so get mad at you. <clears throat> so so good. All right. So that is um that is some I am Groot, ladies and gentlemen. Right, that folks. is some I am Groot. 
So that is not the one I wanted. Um, that is that one. Let's see. What is next week going to be before we um, give our final thoughts? That was week 29 of Marvel. Wow. 29 weeks, people. We've been watching and talking about Marvel movies. Wow, this year has flown by. So next week, we are going to... Um, we're going to do Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, Thor Ragnarok, and then Team Daryl, Team Daryl Part 2, and, I'm sorry, Team Thor, Team Thor Part 2, and Team Daryl, all of which I can now say, because it wasn't when I wrote this um, spreadsheet, all of them can be found on the Disney Plus, the Disney Plus, the Big D. Yeah, if you want, if you want, you want to take the Big D and watch you some MCU, you can do it now. You can I think, just we, I right think we could all use a little Big D in our lives at the moment. <laughs> Everyone needs a little bit of vitamin D, right? Let's remember, right, folks, Big D's right? for the kids, folks. Send <laughs> <laughs> all your all your uh, letters to Eric. We are canceled. <laughs> we were canceled the moment um, Eric referenced the fat bottom girls. <laughs> only in the only, UK. Yeah, I was about to say only in the UK. UK. <laughs> <laughs> so um excuse me. Let's um let's do this. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? You got three seconds, or I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm giving you that as the illusion that you're gonna get to pick. Eric, you're up first. Hey, I'll go. Yep, you're um, gonna go. So let's do um, <laughs> let's do Doctor Strange first, and then we'll say where the others are. So Doctor Strange, what Doctor do you think Strange. of this movie? Final thoughts, your rating, you know, all that jazz. So I I like the movie. Um, it it did had some under usage. It did had did have some under usage of uh, Mads Mikkelsen. And I, I feel like mm-hmm. it's another one of those moments from some of these early Marvel phases where this awesome actor comes in, plays a meh, big bad, and then can't be used in another role <laughs> anytime soon. Um, yeah. That said, it is a lot of fun. It is after kind of origin story fatigue at this point, I feel like, in terms of mo- comic book movies. I mean, let's remember this is what? 2016 2017 that that mm-hmm. doctor strange come out i mean we've had a lot of origin stories we've, we've gone through all the spider-man it's just marvel alone let alone all the dcs and stuff so for having an origin story like this it was a lot of fun to pay attention to um mm-hmm. it played i thought it was one of the prettiest of the marvel movies at that point especially with how it played with that mirror dimension and and the way that the graphics felt it just felt like it did something different for marvel at the time um, and even going yeah. back and watching it now, it was still a lot of fun to watch. So um, it it beats out a lot of stuff. It doesn't necessarily top all of my Marvel choices. I'm not as much of a fan as maybe Casey is, as we might find out. Uh, so for me, this came in at four stars. Uh, pretty pretty good. Better than some. But uh, ultimately landed at number 14. Is its final wrestling. Why do you hate this movie? Oh, yeah, I, no. hate you. I hate you. He hates, he hates Guardians too as well. But he at least likes it more than the 1970 Doctor Strange movie. Yes. That was an art. Which I'm pretty sure <laughs> likes that more. So what about Guardians 2? Where do you fit on Guardians 2? So Guardians 2, same idea. Um, I like this a little bit more, but it, I thought that the ego stuff was a little challenging for me to grasp, I guess, as an audience member. A little bit of the so what towards that character in general. And I found yeah. that 
my interest with Guardians 2 was in all of the kind of ensemble story. Uh, Nebula was a great storyline, for example, and to see her kind of arc starting, or, or if not really cresting in this, um, mm-hmm. to kind of see uh, Rocket and, and Groot obviously kind of have a new dimension with him being a baby like this, or a toddler now, I guess you could say. Um, so I really liked it. Uh, four stars. I gave it a heart, too, for those of you on Letterboxd, so it's like doubly. Aww. But you gave Doctor Strange a heart, too. I did not. I wonder what shows heart. I must be must be pulling my hearts when I look at it. All right, sorry. So, um, but this film kind of, it's not as good as the original Guardians. I think the ego stuff really weighs it down. Um, it's it's but really lifted by, huh? I said, but you still hearted it. Yeah, it's because Yondu and that the Yondu right. storyline really okay. just solidifies this whole movie to me. Without it, it would be a lot lower, but it, it came at so, 13 for the week. You hate this movie too. I do not hate this movie. You hate some. All right, so let's uh, let's go through some groups. I'm going to call them out really quickly in order. So first step, um, I just give me the stars and the location. Or actually, just uh, over overall Groot, and then go through them all. So real overall, quick, just I am Groot. I love it. I'd give it four and a half. It gets a little hokey at times, but uh, as a general average across the five, four and a half. All right. So first, so rapid fire. First steps. Four stars. Twenty nine. Rank twenty nine. Uh huh. All right. The little guy. Ooh, I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Uh. I still gotta find it. And look at the screen. Way. I'm showing it on you the screen. <laughs> oh, uh, five stars. I love this one. It's one of my favorites of, of the I Am Groots. Uh, five stars, number right. 21. Are you sure? Nice. Shut Apparently up. he is. <laughs> Groot's Pursuit. Groot's Pursuit. Uh, I like this one too. Uh, five stars, 26. Awesome. Groot takes a bath. Five stars, 22. Nice, nice, and magnum opus. Four stars. Back uh, doesn't yeah. bookend itself well. I am Groot, unfortunately. Uh, Twenty-seven. And you really hate the I am Groots, but no, right, they right, just—they're right. okay. They're just knowing that there's more coming. I, they kind of devalued them a little. I guess. I guess I can see that. All right, John. Do you have any final thoughts on Doctor Strange? No, I like what it was trying to do. That it, it obviously opened us up. It was like we all had a you know a shared LSD acid trip. You know, <laughs> um, I enjoyed the right. fact that they played around with bending and sort of, you know, making it weird. I like that. Mm-hmm. So all right, I, think I gave you it four. It I gave it four stars. <laughs> four Comes stars? in, I think, at number seventeen, 17. for me. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Part of Iron Man 2. He yeah. does hate this movie. He hates it more than you. He just hates Doctor Strange. I don't hate Doctor Strange. Really? Really? Because the bottom of your list yeah, is a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said you hate the character. You just clearly hate the character of Doctor Strange. I do like Guardians Volume 2 more. Um, All right. I gave that so four and a half stars, stars and I came in number six. Uh, it gave it in Number front six. of Civil War and but behind Deadpool and it's behind All the right. original Guardians. And so so I, I don't mind I the don't ego do the thing. I, I don't do the shorts. Oh, sorry, I don't. I don't mind the ego uh, element, but I can see where it kind of. You could, I see what Eric's point about it kind of dragging some things down. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe if they would have tightened that up a little bit, I think it could have been made some improvements. But I do like the sort of thematic element of ego and Yondu and the kind of um positive male attitudes in this film about fatherhood 
Especially you know, after we get, a movie we get, about we get toxic both male aggression. No, no, we actually get. No, one I said after a movie. Yes, after, after a movie, movie with you know Doctor Strange with the sovinistic, uh, hyper male aggression that can't seem to find an outlet until Mordo realizes it just means you kill everybody at the gym. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, uh, I am the last. You know, he's going all Highlander. No, he's going all Highlander <laughs> on them at the gym. Um, yes, yes, it is great to see a more, um, shall we say, progressive uh, male experience here. All right. Um, so I know again. I know you don't rate the groups, but if you had to give just the overall season, I give them four. What would you I give it a four? I give it a four. I enjoyed them. What all. would you say is the standout for you of those five? Oh, uh, I can't remember the names. It'd probably be the one where he takes the the bath in the mud, and that one where the, takes or the bath. yeah, Groot takes the bath. That might be my favorite. All right. All right. It's either so that one or the little up. guy from here. The two standouts. Yeah. Oh, really? They're fun. Strange person, Eric. Strange person. All right. So for me, um, I love Doctor Strange. I think it is great. Um, it it is just one of those that I love. It's so fantastical. The effects are amazing. Um, I like the character. I didn't like the character Doctor Strange, like the actual character. Um, in the books, um, watching the movie like changed my perception of the character, and I like the character. I'm not gonna go back and read the early books because. That he doesn't really have a villain, but um, it changed a lot of my thoughts on it. And I really enjoy it. I love Benedict Cumberbatch's take. Um, I love Mads Mikkelsen, even though he's wasted in this movie. I do like Mads. And it's one that I can just put on because it's so pretty. Um, and the story's very simple. It's not one that I have it has to say. a lot of rewatchability. It. Yeah, it's so much rewatchability. And I love it. And if I was going to pick one, like, oh, I just want something fun in a shorter one because it's also a shorter Marvel movie. Um, yeah, it's an easy one to put on. Under two hours. So, right? under two hours. Um, I give it five stars. Um, it gets a heart for me, and it is number five on my list. Um, it would be four if we took out the shorts. Um, just to throw that out there. Um, so you can see something spoiler that's coming alert, in folks. front of it. I know. Spoiler alert! But I really like Doctor Strange a lot. I really, really like it. Um, it is one of my favorite MCU movies. My Guardians two. Um. I enjoy that. I don't mind the ego of it, um, of it all, but I, there's little bits that I think they could have possibly trimmed just to tighten it up a tiny bit more. Um, but I do, I do like the movie a lot. I give it four stars, also a little heart. Um, it's number 12 on my list, but the first Guardians, I think, is better. Um, if you take into consideration the Groot of it all, um, it would actually end up being number 10 on my list. Um, if you take out the shorts so mm-hmm. i do like that so let's do the groots real fast i really like the groot stuff so groots first step i give it four stars um and it is number 21 on my list just behind deadpool 2 and just in front of thor um funny thing happened on the way the thor's hammer um i guess i should have mentioned on dr strange the movie that's in front of it is civil war and the movie that's behind it is um, winter soldier since that one's so high up there um, the next one, the little guy, Eric, I have to disagree with you. It is the weakest for me. Um, really? I get three stars. Right. Yeah. Three well. stars. Um, it is number 27 on it. I will, I would actually be like, you know what? I'm going to watch Hulk versus Wolverine before I will watch it. Um, but I'll watch this over the Wolverine, but it, to me, it's just the weakest. I don't know what it is about. It. It's always been the weakest to me. Actually, it's not the weakest. Actually, there's one other one that's weaker. Um, now look at my thing, but I still don't. Wow. This one's weak to me. Um, it's just something. Yeah, we have very odd days, about it. Seems like in our groups. Um, now Groot's pursuit. 
um, which is the next one. I gave it three and a half stars. Um, and it gets the extra little bump because of the dance sequence. But I'll still watch Little Guy over it because at least Little Guy feel there's more of a story arc that happens in it. Oh yeah. Um, but I I will watch X two over, um, Groot's Pursuit or but I I will watch this over Age of Ultron because Age of Ultron's really long. So, how's that? I am Groot. Next up, um, Groot takes a bath. Five stars. It is my number four. I love this one. It makes me happy. If I'm feeling down, I put this on because it's so short. So nice. I love it. Um, Groot takes a bath. And then Magnum Opus. I give it five stars. I enjoy it a lot. It's very sweet and touching. Um, it's saccharine sweet in a way. Um, but I'll put it down if I'm down. And um, it's number seven on my list, just behind Winter Soldier and in front of Avengers. So yeah, that's uh that's my list. I love Doctor Strange. I um I don't care what anyone says. I love Doctor Strange. So there's my there's my list. If you look at just true proper MCU, taking out everything else, um, Doctor Strange is number three on just proper proper MCU. That's counting shorts. So I like it. It's interesting like that it Ant Man is ahead of all of your Iron Man. I like Ant Man. Like it's just Ant-Man. funny. It, yeah. He's secretly I do. in love with Paul, Paul Rudd. Yeah, well, I, he's dreamy. He is dreamy. He is dreamy. But, you know, that's my MC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to uh, a little bit of a long episode, but we were doing two plus a ton of shorts. And we had just some fun stuff to to talk about on those. So thank you for sticking with us. Um, we'll be back to one movie again soon. Don't worry. We'll we'll be back to one movie soon. Uh, so let's tell where people can find us. So you can find the Not Funny Guys at our email, notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com, where you can write in and send us your questions, comments, concerns. You can also find us on Twitter. There are some people call it X, but it's really Twitter at Not Funny Guys Pod. You can it was find Twitter. us on the Insta. Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can find us on the Insta at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents you can find us on the blue sky at the not funny guys uh let's see you can find me vash underscore maxwell at twitter um letterboxd at vash maxwell hive casey franklin but i don't really ever use hive so i should take that off the list blue sky you can find me at casey franklin and i am posting on that one eric can be found on letterboxd at eckley on the insta at hot honey underscore comics and pretty soon, probably Hot Honey Comics at Blue Sky or just Eric at Blue Sky. If we can get Eric at Blue Sky, will you actually do it? I'll take it. If, I, we, if, could if, can, Eric, if we can just Eric. get Eric. Just Eric. We can just get Eric. With a C. I'm spell okay. his name. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> I have to say, have to say we're going to get only. E R I C C. Eric with a Y, but not where you think it is. Yes. <laughs> That's gotta be your first oh, pose. Oh, I'm looking. I'm gonna look at <laughs> your first anyway, pose. Uh, John, where where can they find you, John? Uh you uh you technically can still find me on Twitter, but I'm never there, but I'm not gonna give that one out. But you can find me under the exact same name. So good looking at a place at Arching with a PhD on Blue Sky. You can find me on Instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design. And you can find me over on Letterboxd at Esoteric underscore Evans. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, gentlemen. Thank thank you, everyone, for listening. But I want a special shout out to these two gentlemen 
Um, we're part of the Not Funny Guys. Special, special shout out. This has been a, a tough week for me. Um, so I want to thank them very specifically publicly on this podcast forum that all of our listeners listen to, all our friends in Brussels, Australia, um, Canada, um, Natchitoches, Louisiana. All We have a lot of listeners in Natchitoches who um, listen. So special shout out to all of you all, but to these guys. Um, thank you for being here this week. Um, it's it's been a tough one, so I just wanna I just wanna publicly put that out there. I I appreciate you both. We You're welcome. You, we love you. Appreciate all of you. Yes, appreciate all love of you. Yeah, well. appreciate, so, appreciate all of you. You listeners too. Thanks for yes. for tuning in to our weekly therapy. That's right. <laughs> our weekly right, therapy. Thank you, have a good cry here. Oh. <laughs> it, and again, thank you, Allison, for um, writing in. Thank yes, you. Thank you, Allison. That was, very nice and um not fake our, um, allison not none of them are fake just like eddie is not fake who special shout out to our friend eddie um if you're out there listening somewhere so um talk to you again soon next week yep later same bad time same not funny channel there you go bye folks that's right say not funny guys again no. not funny guys again no can you say not funny guys